0: My name is Matt Brown.
1: I heard that you said that you could coach the Jets. Like you were being serious, right? You you believe that you are. I I think with a just with a little studying, I think I could be a tremendous offensive coordinator. Really? And
0: and, and defensive coordinator. Yes, I, I I see many things that I know I could fix. And let's start the show.
2: Offense number seven.
0: a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Wednesday, September 20th, 2023. The fall is really about to be here. It's getting nice and crisp outside. It seems that the grueling heat is long gone, we will see you next summer in the Northeast. We have an NFL show for you where we are going to talk about some of the intense things that took place in Week 2. Daniel Jones with the comeback of his life. The New York Jets getting more nervous because maybe Zach Wilson isn't it. And I thought the 1985 Bears defense was getting revived with this defense of the New York Jets. It was not the case against Dallas. We had a mess of a game on Monday night with the Steelers and the Browns. We see running backs going down like flies. Saquon's hurt Austin Eckler's hurt Nick Chubb is hurt It's it's not good J.K. Dobbins is hurt Not good whatsoever and we have other things to talk about in the world of the NFL, and that's our focus here today. And before we get into that, I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcast platforms and YouTube, and don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show across all social media platforms. We're on Instagram, at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter and X, at Prod Combo pod and we're on TikTok, at Productive Conversations, and Facebook, at Productive Conversations. So as I said today, and we're going to start the show right away. Enjoy just a few moments, but our focus is week two, where we've seen a lot of crazy things take place, some 0-2 teams we didn't expect, and lots of injuries, and stellar games, and ultimately we are heading into a very good direction with the NFL already, and I know we were all excited for the Aaron Rodgers season especially, and getting to cover that on the show this season, but you know obviously we have to pivot sometimes, and we will be able to do that, so this is a very good show. Gonna talk of all things week two and make picks for week three as we keep getting closer to true fall, where I will look outside and I will see nothing but Orange and yellow leaves. I will be wearing hoodies. I will be wearing long sleeve shirts. The Timbs will come out. Now hopefully, you go apple picking, you go to your state fair and all of that in the great season of fall. And of course, you have football on Sundays. And this past Sunday, as I mentioned, a lot did happen. So why don't we get into it? Let's talk about week two in the NFL season and look ahead to week three as well. And make some picks. There's a lot of fun, there's a lot of laughs, and there's a lot of great announcements. Analysis And let's see what we could do with it. Let's do it, everybody. Here we go. Matt from Norwalk. Uh-huh.
3: Uh, let's see. Matt Brown wants to know. This is a very
0: productive conversation. Week two of the NFL season. We've have running backs falling down like flies. We have insane comebacks to save seasons. We have. People make it boneheaded decisions. We have refs being awful as per usual. So let's get to it. Just week two in the NFL and let's get into it and look ahead to week three. Hayden, Alex Ronelio, and bars are with me again. What's up, gentlemen?
2: What up? What up, King? Happy to be back.
0: All right. I'm happy to have you all here and let's make some moves. So let's get into it right away. Let us start with my New York Giants. The Giants were down 20 to 0 going into half. For the first 6 quarters of the year they were outscored 60 to nothing. I was very very pissed. I even flipped off my Giants hat. And I honestly thought, wow, we're really taking 1000 steps backwards. But I don't know what happened in that locker room. But Brian Dayball told this team that they got something and Daniel Jones had a major prove-it game. The Giants come back behind a Daniel Jones career performance in the second half and they come back to win 31-28. And let me say something and make it clear, Dolo, you get this ready. I want everybody to look me in the eye and listen to what I'm about to say. It is time for you to give Daniel Jones respect. He got paid He's won a playoff game and he just saved the season on a major comeback. This dude knows how to use his legs. This guy has a great arm. This guy's accurate, beloved, and he has that dog in him. So to start this off, what are we going to give respect to oh Daniel God. Jones, guys? Oh my God. I, 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 I,
3: I I'm sorry. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on check here. I, I can't take it. He's he's a hundred and sixty <laughs> million dollar quarterback and he's an average quarterback. I'm sorry. Hey. You, beat the, you beat the Arizona Cardinals. Who are supposed to be the worst team in the league and are tanking? They're actively tanking, okay? And you're down twenty-eight to seven to a team that is actively tanking. Like, I, no disrespect to Daniel Jones, he played well in this game. He came back from twenty-one points. Congratulations. Let's see how they Listen, play Hayden. for San Francisco, who's the best team in the NFC. Okay, I'm sorry, he is okay. one hundred sixty million dollars for a man that honestly has won one playoff game and had a freaking fifteen touchdowns last year in a career year. Let's hey man, He's, but Listen, Let's I know Zach Wilson, you, Zach Wilson is frustrating you,
0: and you have to take Thank out his energy That's on Daniel. us. Thank you Daniel, Daniel, Jones Daniel, Daniel Jones is the man. Daniel, Daniel Jones got this. Daniel Jones. He finally okay, this, woke up. This, this is what you're it took six quarters, I'm but Daniel you, Jones is here. No, 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 no,
3: no. no. I, I'm getting my. I'm getting my my point in here. Daniel Jones, you want to say everything about him. He's got all the talent. He's great in the locker room. He's got all the intangibles. You're literally like you're you're talking yourself into Daniel Jones because you can't accept the fact that he's kind of an average quarterback. Like you're talking, oh, he's great. He's such a tough guy. And he is. He's a great leader. He's good to be tough. He has a lot of things that I would love from a quarterback, like that are go beyond just the field. I'm not even disagreeing with you on that. But like on the field, he's been very average for these last four or five years. You beat a shitty Arizona team. Let's see what you do for San Fran. If he plays well for San Francisco, then maybe you could start buying into the hype. But let's chill out the hype for a little bit.
1: on. wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I just got to say this. Because you got me roasted by the fandom. They said that I was looking like a fool for saying Zach Wilson wasn't good. And I had a low IQ. I don't know. Ten points on the board. You tell me what Zach Wilson is looking like. Hey, Danny Dimes orchestrated
3: a comeback. I don't know if it saved their season, but that comeback. You was also got to figure out the fact that they were down 28 to seven versus Arizona, who's actively tanking. Like it's a good I win. Am, like I, it, listen, 21 points versus an NFL team is great, but like, I am well, I taking Daniel on. Jones over Zach Wilson. Oh, come on. I would take this water bottle over Zach Wilson right now. So let's, <laughs> let's calm down here. Let's calm down here. I definitely want to get into to this Wilson, with the but.
0: Jets. I definitely do. But listen, Hayden. Shannon Sharp
3: called, said he couldn't play dead in a horror movie. That's what Shannon yes. Sharp just said. <laughs>
0: definitely don't want, we will definitely get into that segment shortly. We'll and talk, you're not we'll wrong more about Aiden. Yeah. You're definitely not wrong about Bro. them going, making this comeback against a weaker team. Like I, The like, fact that he was yeah. able to do it and not give up and not have the same thoughts as Giants fans did. That says a lot. The man I, I does agree. have an arm. So
3: he showed a lot of mental fortitude there. I agree with you. Or not. For sure. And,
1: and, 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 and that um, Cardinals team still has a pretty solid defense they I think have they're better than people think. A couple of I pieces, a couple of pieces, like um, on offense. Is, is Isabella still over there? Isabella is Isabella still over there, or did he leave?
2: We're not, we're not doing that this week. We're we're you, know we're moving, you said we're not doing that. This moving week. on, we're moving on. No guessing. Names. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, will say though, I, I will I will say though, like I, I'm somewhere in the middle between both of y'all. Like I think that I want to give his props where it's due, like. You you did have, you did come back from from a large deficit at half and the only way to to win games when you're in a, when you're in a big hole in the second half in a shortened game is you have to throw it so kudos to him for making those plays but at the end of the day like I don't think he's worth his money I think two things can be true I think that he's not necessarily worth his money and he's gonna have to go out and prove it this year that he's gonna be able to put some of this team on his back because now the money's really on the line when you don't have your 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 bell cow back and you don't really have a tight end you can rely on like we all like Waller and stuff but he's been injured and banged up the last 3 4 years that's why they got him early easy on the market so we'll see what happens moving forward i think the San Fran i don't expect them to win against San Fran but i expect them to keep it tight
3: i will you know, say though like when he when he doesn't have Saquon he actually i think they said it he actually plays better when he doesn't have Saquon which is interesting cuz maybe the field opens up more for him and that he's able to um like when they had Wayne Gallman he actually played pretty good with Wayne Gallman, with Wayne Gallman out, and I think even I mean last year Saquon was fully healthy, but we'll see. I, I think they're going to throw the ball thirty to forty times next week versus San Fran, and I I think they're going to be able to exploit that secondary because I think the secondary is a little weak for San Francisco. So I mean, we'll see. They got to take some shots to Jalen Hyatt like they did against Arizona. That was a nice mm-hmm. pass. Um, if Darren Waller can maybe stretch the field a little bit, like I I I think there's some. I don't necessarily think that San Fran is. As good in the secondaries, I think. I think their offense is pretty loaded, but their secondary is a little... If there's one weakness, maybe you could say about San Francisco, their secondary is a little susceptible. Because Puka Naka, I, Puka I had like 11... I want to say like almost 15 catches versus the, versus the 49ers. Yeah, so their, secondary, their secondary can be beat. Like That's one area. So like if Daniel Jones can attack it, we'll see. They that's have the more things this year than they did last year.
0: Listen, I get it. Literally, nobody but a true Giants fan has any respect for Daniel Jones. I mean, nobody. And I don't, don't know, know what it, it is. is. It is not. I, mean, that I, know, respect I know what it respect is. And he had a good him. rookie year. I don't, it's when not that I have no respect track. for him. I just think he's a little overhyped. Like, there's, there's,
3: I respect like, he's Donald. an average quarterback. Like, he's not a bad quarterback, 100%. Yeah. He's the not man bad. Fixed he's his turnover
0: it. issues. This man has a better arm than given. And here's the thing. This San Francisco game is huge, and it's not the fact that, of course, if we could pull off this upset victory, 10-point underdogs, that will be insane, and then maybe the league and this whole world it, will give it, him his flowers that he needs. But this is your it's right.
3: also a average tw- – sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you.
0: No, oh, you're good. You're good. I'm, all I'm just saying is that this is the time. He already has the money. He has the contract. But this is his opportunity, especially in this game against a stellar defense, as you mentioned – and as long as they can protect him, which will definitely be a tall order, because that's because we started a lot of our backups on the line. But as long as if we could have Andrew Thomas back, John Michael Schmidt seems to be improving in his first couple of games. He might be a solid center for us, and. As long as the Giants can make a push in this, and as long as Jalen Jones has a good game, and I understand, you know, people criticize, he doesn't have a lot of 300 passing yard games, and I think this was his very first regular season when he threw for 300 yards against Minnesota. But he has the juice. As um, as, um, as as John Mayer said, that all the regimes, whether you're Shermer or Judge, did everything to make him fail, but we have Dayball, who was able to turn Josh Allen into this big being why not Daniel Jones and San Francisco is a good test to prove that. And not much else against the Cardinals, as you mentioned. They're trying to tank. And um that helped and that win helped him. But yeah, um I mean, shouts to Josh Dobbs, who did put a fight against that Giants defense, which thank God improved um as the game went on.
3: I mean, I'll add a little bit to that. I mean, like I also think like with his contract, I think the Giants gave him that money knowing he's in the NFC because he's one of the top three or four quarterbacks in the NFC, without a doubt because i mean he's worth the money in the nfc because the nfc has very watered down at, at the qb position i think that, i think i'm correct to say that i mean he's probably Damn. the third he's probably the third or fourth best quarterback in the nfc you could say that um you got dak jalen hurts um i mean the nfc is is they have a bunch of crappy quarterbacks in the nfc so i mean to be honest with you, Jared Goff maybe uh, Geno, but he's just as good as any of those guys. So they paid him that money, knowing they could have a great quarterback in the NFC. Which right now the the NFC is watered down in terms of the quarterbacks in comparison to the AFC. I think we could both say that. I mean, although I think Jordan Love, is, although I think Jordan Love is going to be very good this year, he's putting up great numbers. I think Desmond Ritter, if they can move the ball, is going to win some games. And Baker Mayfield, like the NFC is going to be a little bit better than it was last year in terms of quarterbacks. I could say that, but Daniel Jones without a question is is in the in the market for the third or fourth best quarterback and to pay that knowing you're going to be in that position, knowing that he's not going to necessarily ever be the top guy, but he's going to be able to be one of the elite guys in the conferences, in the conference. That makes sense in terms of the money, but in terms of the overall landscape between the AFC and the NFC, he's about the 13th or 14th best quarterback in the league, if not if not lower. Cuz the the AFC is just um is just much better at the quarterback position. So that's why I think at time it's a little ridiculous, but I think when you're paying him, you're also paying him based on the, this, the level of competition in the NFC versus the AFC.
0: I think that's a fair assessment. And now we are still very early in the season. Now it's time for him to prove to everybody that he's worth that contract, and we'll ultimately see. Now, one person I want to talk about, and I assume we're going to talk about him a lot until he gets benched, until the, until the that. Jets... Yeah. I
3: just want to say, I got faith in your boy, man. That's it.
0: God bless you, Bars. This is why you're brilliant. All right. Switching it up. Zach Wilson and the Jets go down to Jerry land. They play the Dallas Cowboys. They lose 30 to 10. Zach Wilson, those three interceptions. The defense <laughs> got extremely outplayed. Sauce Gardner was just destroyed by CeeDee Lamb. And... um. I think no one found the open cornerback better than Zach Wilson in that game with some very ugly picks. And um, I get it; some people feel that he played well in the first three quarters. I personally disagree with that. I mean, it was fine. He did keep them in it, and they were. And the first half was eighteen to ten, but somehow went all downhill from there. And just some stats I want to share. I'm just saying that in that game, Zach Wilson only had 43% of Garrett Wilson's targets were catchable in week two, which is a league low with wide receivers with five or more targets. And Zach is currently 32nd, which is dead last in quarterback accuracy this season. I know it's still very early, but... um, at least we wanted to see a competent game for the Jet fan, I assume, and obviously we'll have the Jet fan def- um, either defend the point or um, look the other way. But do you feel any better about your team after this game? Reckon I know they were humongous underdogs going into it, and it looks like Dallas really is a force to be reckoned with in the NFL, and I will take my... Um, My comments back thinking they aren't looking good, but an old friend of ours who used to do shows with us who's a lame person, but he made the point that the Cowboys usually play well in the beginning of the year and they go downhill as the season goes. Maybe this is another case. I'm not sure, but we'll ultimately see. But back to this point of focusing on Jets and Cowboys first to you, Hayden. Do you feel any better about your team moving forward?
3: Um. no I don't I mean but that being said um, listen Zach Wilson played okay for the first half wasn't bad even the first three quarters he kept us in the game and then maybe at the end he forced some throws so it wasn't just all on Zach and the offensive line graded last in like every single category versus Dallas if I'm being a realist I didn't expect them to beat Dallas even with Aaron Rodgers like Dallas is a great team so I have to chalk hey, it Aaron up Aaron has Dallas's number but that being said that being said um, yep bench Zach Wilson without a question you with this shit. I mean I, I don't want to say it. Don't, don't put that in real. Bro. Don't, whoa.
1: Whoa. You Bro. You where can't. were where where exactly was Zach Wilson keeping them in the game?
3: I mean no no no, I, he was. He was. He was, it was 18 to 10 and a half. It was um yeah, I want to say it was it was 18 to 10 and a half. So they were right in it. They're only down by a touchdown. He did I mean where was he third quarter? Wasn't, he wasn't he wasn't perfect. Um He's gone the first quarter. I mean, he was he was okay, you know. It wasn't a perfect effort, but they were they were in the game for a little bit. Um, that so being said. I'm that a little IQ, I'm a little bit concerned about about um sauce. I think he has not played good the first two games, um, especially for Stefan Gigs and and
0: uh, C. and CD Lamb. Lamb.
3: He's been getting beat a little bit. But that being said, what I think the Jets need to do is they need to just put him on the number one receiver instead of playing a zone where he's responsible for a specific zone. Like you gotta have sauce. Like you gotta have sauce. I I I think they should have <laughs> sauce shadow the number one receiver for each team. That's what I would do. If I, I would play his strengths. Um, but, I mean, that being said, Dallas is, is really, really good. Like, Michael Parsons is, is elite. And we'll move on to next week. I mean, he's going to get benched. Without a question, they, they cannot put up with this another year. They can't put up with this if they want to make the yes. playoffs. And the, in my opinion, in year five, under Joe Douglas, which the team hasn't made the playoffs, you have to make the playoffs this year. No matter. Not I don't care if you pick a quarterback off the street. If you pick up a guy like Kurt Warner who was, worked as a grocery store <laughs> – Look, I don't even care. At this point, you have to get anyone, and Jet fans should be angry. This team has not made the playoffs in five years under this court, under this champ. They should be angry. They shouldn't be being content. Like I'm sick and tired of the Jets in delusional la la land. Like you know, oh, we'll throw away another year because Rogers got hurt. No, you drafted this guy number two overall. You have one of the best rosters in the league in terms of skill players on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. You've got to make That's the playoffs. There, there, there can't be, there can't be another waste of year. I cannot hear that anymore. I can't deal with it. Let him have it, Hayden. I physically can't. Let it go, go off. Like it's just enough already, and you know it's his fault. The line is this terrible. He spent five years trying to fix this line, but supposedly came from Philadelphia. That he's this guru on the line. He doesn't hasn't done crap. The line is as terrible as ever, and you know it is his fault that he drafted this quarterback number. Like you can't that badly on on a quarterback number two. Like he's done the, the bad is starting to outweigh the good in my opinion, but. He's going to get Brian's another game. year. This it's GM definitely real. will get another year because Woody Johnson is. I, I have no idea. I don't know. There must be some type of leak going to come out with with Woody Johnson that <laughs> so Douglas knows. I don't even know. <laughs> That's the only reason that gives with, that the, gives with a name like Woody Johnson back. To come out. <laughs> but <laughs> that being said, like you know, he's going to get another year. But this they have to make the playoffs this year, and it starts next week. You've lost 14 straight to New England. That's the biggest game of the year. Like I, I said it to you at the beginning of the season. The game versus New England is the biggest game of the season. Yeah, because you have to beat them. You've lost in 14 straight times. You have to set a precedent that this is not going to continue, and you have to beat them next week. That's it. And if you can't beat New England next week in a 14 game losing streak, that's going to be the 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 game that defines his legacy, in my in my opinion. In New York, you win versus New England, things will change. You get a win to stop that losing streak. Things may change in the upward for Zach Wilson. Maybe things will start to come into order. Um, I mean, the next two games after that are Kansas City and Denver, and And Philadelphia. So you have to beat, you have to, uh, you have to beat New England, in my opinion.
2: Well, I think a lot of, I think a lot of this blame lands on the offensive coordinator, but particularly Robert Salah, because he's a defensive guy and he should have had these guys ready to play. And I think that this defense is too good to not only keep you in a game for the first half, but then to just let it go and get worn out in the second half. So I think that... You, you, you spent the whole offseason with Zach Wilson, not full well knowing that you were going to have Rodgers. You should have had a better preparation, a better scheme, a better offensive game and plan. you should have had a backup quarterback, you know, too. Expectation, an expectation that you were going to roll with Zach Wilson. So that that's, that's just my issue on, on its face. But, but even from a defensive standpoint, like, like they, they, they hung in there in the first half, they got worn down. They couldn't convert on third down, which made them go back down out on there on short rests. And I just think it's a recipe for disaster. It's a very cyclical thing that kind of falls on top of itself. So if they can't fix it against new England, because you know, with new England, they're going to try to control the clock. You got to shut down the run. It's very simple and, and, and straightforward what you have to do defensively as a strategy to give Zach Wilson a short field. And at a certain point, If you are as good as this elite, as this gangrene defense is, if they're top five, they need to start turning the ball over and forcing turnovers to give Zach Wilson short fields. So give him the courage to have a short field and make a few plays and get yourself in field goal range to start chipping away. There's no reason they should have been outscored completely in the second half of this game. And I don't know how much of this is Dallas good versus Jets bad, because I think that Dallas definitely still has a lot of deficiencies. I still, still think that they're yep. over. I think they're still overinflated when you look at the rest of the field in the NFC. But I think that there's just a lot of, um. There, there, there's a lot, there's, there, there's a lot to break down. There's a lot going on here.
3: And you can't like, give and, Reese Hall, you know, four touches the whole game. No. no four, I'm sorry. You listen, can't got to give him a little bit more. Listen, um, I, You know, that was, I, that was bad in terms of the offensive call. I agree with fun. everything
1: you guys are saying. Like. First of all, except I will say that I, well, I agree with Alex on the fact that Cowboys are like a little bit like a lot of flash and glam right now. No, I don't agree
3: like, with you on that. They're they're fast. Nah, they I really their defense.
1: Listen, their defense is mad fire. They got a great defense. Micah Parsons, um, a, uh, yeah, Trayvon Lawrence. Diggs. They got a yeah, they got they got a they got a fucking mean defense. The secondaries, they probably they yeah, have like I would yeah, say more the too. least amount of holes, literally the least amount of holes in their secondary. I will say this though, right? When you look at that game, the Jets defense actually held them to just field goals for the rest after the second quarter. Yeah, it yeah. was just literally
3: field and, goals, and they and and, should have and, been off the field had not been a terrible roughing the passer call. John Franklin Myers was John, JFM was JFM, or it was it was someone else who got the roughing the pass call.
1: I'm not gonna fret on this Jets team until the defense starts. You know, like yeah, they allowed 30 points, but if you really kind of break it down, they really only allowed a lot of field goals. Like that. Like you know what I'm saying? Yep. Like they they didn't allow no, nothing. Like like after the second quarter, nothing was in the red zone. Like no scores in the red zone. You really got to kind of look yep. at that. Like and um, Dak Dak uh, Dak Prescott. He is what I say Zach Wilson isn't. He's a game manager, but yep. he needs that defense to really do that thing. Outside of that, like, if you look at De- Dex, uh, his percentage, 31, 31 out of 38 passes, 255 yards, two touchdowns. Yep. Those two tighties came early in the game. Defense basically shut down the Jets, and then, the like, they just kind of, like, got close enough kicked the ball in. Like, that's pretty much it. Like, honestly, they're a little overrated. Like you know, a little gas. Like people are giving them a little too much juice because they they had that really good game last week against the Giants. But when I when they come up with a te- when they come up against a team that's not going to be scared to toss that motherfucker and like has someone that can go and get it like over Michael Parsons like make them and which is going to be really hard. But I mean like make them boys literally work like and, um, and they got Stephon Gilmore back there. So their secondary is actually pretty scary. Like so like if unless. Unless, like, unless they come up against a really good team, I haven't, I can't call this Dallas team, like, a good, good solid, like, contender yet. Like, they're going to make the playoffs, that's definite, but, like, to, to like, a favorite to win anything off of these two games, not impressed. I mean, they also
3: play Arizona and Pitt and New England. So they could be four now. (laughs) There's
2: difference difference in this game was if you just boil it down to the third down conversions, I mean, that's really the difference in the time of possession. I think that this was a a game of possessions. And like you said, Bars, like, the fact that the Jets kept them the three points on most of those possessions in the second half just goes to show you that it's just about controlling the clock. I mean, 42 to 17 Dallas is ridiculous. And the fact that they were nine of eighteen on third down, I don't think is necessarily a direct indictment of the Jets. I just think it's more of a domination in time of possession because for the Jets, if you go one of ten on conversions, that's more just an indictment on the Jets offense with Zach Wilson. And then what's the
1: difference between one and ten? And nine and 18, if you're still missing nine, if you're still not converting nine of those, like, I mean, yeah, there's a big difference. I'm not trying to be ignorant, but I'm just saying, (laughs) like, like you're converting half of them, but Mm -hmm. like,
3: like that score makes it look like you converted at least a good, like 75% of your down, like your third downs. (sighs) And how many roughing the passing calls are the Jets going to get called on? Like, I- I'm sorry, yeah. I- I've seen it. John Franklin Myers, back-to-back years. This game, the game versus New England last year, he had two that were just egregiously bad. Don't get me talking I'm on this It feels eating. like the Jets get the most <clears throat> roughing the passing calls called against them in the entire league. I just that was
0: infuriating. I mean, the, yeah, the but, refs. If you saw the, um, if you saw the Lions and you see the Lions and Seahawks that huge colding call on Aiden Hutchinson, we have the. Broncos and the that. um, we had the Broncos and Commanders. We had major missed calls in the two point conversion. This is why people think this stuff is script and why no one trusts anything. Oh, it's about not scripted, it's definitely
3: not scripted. Just the rough of the past calls have been terrible, but that's
0: oh, I know, I know, I'm, I'm just joking around, but I'm just saying, you know, stuff like that is exactly why well, I'm not, not going go to go that
3: way. It is frustrating at times,
0: insane stuff. So, the next thing I want to talk about is Miami versus. New England and the first thing I do have to bring up and that was reported today this recording before we focus on the game is we, unfortunately there is a fan named Dale Mooney 53 years old who tragically passed away during the game Um, and it seems he was tragically killed due to injury suffered while attending the Sunday night football game now no corner report has been released yet but there's also been um. People have been saying that he might have had a heart attack in this or maybe the fight ignited a heart attack. I don't know. Again, we're waiting for official corner reports to release that. I mean, first, our thoughts and prayers with the Mooney family and the fact that these fights that happen, in these NFL games are like vicious, like more than ever. And I saw in the Jets and Dallas game, there was a bad fight with that. There, there was blood involved and. It made me think like if I hope one day I'm a father and I want to take my kid to NFL games, hopefully giant games They want to be a giant fan. But like it's really the wild, wild west out there. And it's just absolutely sickening how people really have to really consider um, their safety. And I get it, you know, when you involve alcohol and frustration and this is a very stressful world and you're trying to relieve some stress and you just have some jackass annoying you. People's emotions get the best of them, but I mean this really has to stop. And yeah. unfortunately, I mean, it's not I, going to. Because look, I at just season. heard
3: about that today, and that's
0: wow. That's
3: the first time I told you that, it's it's pretty scary. Um, you know, yeah. I, I, and for me, you know, sorry, you can go on.
0: No, no, um, I don't have anything to add at the moment. I'd like to hear what you. For say. me,
3: like it, it, it's interesting because I found the New England fans like out of all the fan bases I've traveled to. Uh, the, like they actually were pretty pleasant like they weren't too bad to me when i was there as, as a jet fan and usually like you know the jets they want to kill they want to kill the jets but it's like mm-hmm. it really wasn't it wasn't too bad when i was there like so that's actually pretty surprising that it happened at a patriots game um but yeah it's just these fans are are terrible
0: yeah and, and i would it's, it's scary to say and it's not going to stop because we are as a human race you know you know, you know the answer to that. So, I mean, if, if at least before you're going to punch some jackass you don't know, before you get a bruise at a football game the next morning, understand how the worst case scenario can really happen. And boy, that guy who punched him, what a, had a
3: and he's going to get charged, and he's going to get charged for murder. Yeah, know. murder and or manslaughter. Slaughter. Should be, should be punch gun in the face,
0: like. Insane. Absolutely insane. And, you know, when you talk about this debate in society, when you film with people, when you see fights, your instinct is to actually film it instead of breaking it up. Well, when you see something like that, people make a point. Maybe we, um, we should be a little more. What's the word I'm looking for? Proactive just, in a situation it's, like this.
3: It's, it's scary.
0: Bars and Alex, if you have anything to say, we'd love to hear it.
1: No, I'm, you guys pretty much touched it all. Like, it's just – it's a sad and scary world. Like like you said, I hope that I can take my kid to a, a football game one day, and, you know, I don't want to have to worry about that.
3: Yeah, I mean, I have season tickets to the Jets, so, you know, I want to make sure my, my kid's going to be safe when I eventually have kids or, whoever, or my or my girlfriend whenever I take her, you know. Thank God, you know. So, you know. Yeah, I yeah. nothing to add. You guys hit it on the head.
2: Um, I think that we kind of get, like – caught you know wrapped up in like kind of like this tribal you know kind of you know rabble rousing with like the game we get so far into it and then we kind of like lose sight of things so not to make it too macro but i think that um you know it's kind of like a humbling point to kind of step back and kind of just compartmentalize the game too just for everybody kind of like a psa type thing
0: indeed ma'am. now focusing on the game itself which is actually pretty fun and entertaining game And I think the thing to the thing I got out of it is that the Miami Dolphins look like they're a complete team and you can put them on a top tier list in the AFC and wait until Jalen Ramsey comes back in a few weeks, both offensively and defensively. This is a team that means business. And uh, a lot of people don't really respect Mike McDaniel for some reason. Um, This guy almost won a playoff game with Skyler Thompson against the bills. (laughs) This guy knows how to coach. Hayden, he kind of looks like you, um, I, I and I'm sure you get that him. a lot.
3: I don't. I I've never gotten a Mike McDaniel. I mean, he's. I, it's an interesting comparison, but
0: but anyways, he's doing a great job in Miami, and respect that he beats Bill in his own in his own um in his house, and Bill and the Pats are zero to for the first time since two thousand and one, I believe.
3: Ooh. yeah. No, I think I want to say two is like five or six and zero versus the versus the Patriots.
0: Yeah. And um, very impressed. And look <laughs> at this, Hayden. This is you. This is you when Man. you're 38. Seriously. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I'm showing for if, I, listen, if I'm, I'm going to be an me.
3: NFL. If I'm going to be an NFL coach making millions, I'll take it.
0: So
1: honestly, <laughs> honestly, um, I'm looking at this game as a whole, and yeah, I agree. Like I can't. I can't uh, – I kind of feel bad for Devontae. Devon, is it, was it Devontae Parker that used to be a Dolphin? I feel bad for him. He's over there. Mm-hmm. He's over there now uh, in the Patriots. But the Patriots didn't have a bad game. Uh, overall, when you kind of look at it, him and Tua pretty much played – Mac Jones and Tua pretty much played the same game. You know, Mac Jones um, sucks. Yeah, uh, Mac Jones has right, actually yeah. been better. First, first
3: been of better.
1: all, first of all, when your quarterback talks like he surfs and eats a lot of za, it's not a good sign. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think he pans at the screen just a little, <laughs> a little pans, pans the field just a little slow, but he's definitely better than Zach Wilson, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, Mac Jones, uh, <laughs> basically him and him and two pretty much played the same. Like Mac had more, um, more, uh, more, more throws. But Tua had more yards. They both threw an inning. I mean, they both threw a Teddy. But Raheem Mostert, 120, 120 what, yards, 120 yards, two touchdowns. Like, that that boy was a demon. He's a speedster. been a speedster. Um, Like, when you kind of really look at, like, the breakdown of how everything went, like, it was a run-heavy game for for Miami. And they proved that they can do it in more ways than one. You know what I'm saying? They don't need just Tyreek Hill, but Tyreek Hill did have a touchdown. Um Jalen Waddell is a solid receiver. I think the receiver core gets a little weak after those two. But like outside like who's who's after that? Braxton Berrios? Like, you know, like outside of that, that Miami team is a solid team. But I feel though, as the uh, if if injury plagues them, in that receiver court, they will struggle.
2: Yeah, I think. Well, I think as a, as a whole, I think you guys said a lot of great points. I think that this this game, especially with New England at home, I think this was a bigger indictment um, on Bill Belichick just as a whole. Um, the the yeah. one calling card that he's always had in his pocket, no matter if Brady was there or not, and especially when Brady was there, was this defense. They gave up uh, over 120 yards on the ground, which is oh, just. Ground. Uh, which is just shameful. I mean, just to just just to most of himself. And we knew that the weakest part of this offense for Miami was the was the running was was the running back position. So the fact that they let that let gave that up and did not shut down the run is just you're pumping lifeblood into Miami. Um we knew that they were gonna be an offensive juggernaut coming into the season. They have weapons out the ears. And um for New England, they should kind of be ashamed because that they, they should be helping and aiding and abetting um, Mac Jones and giving him shorter fields and leaning on that defense, you know, at, at the, at the behest of Bill Belichick, but instead they're making his job harder and they know his limits and his deficiencies. And they're asking him to do more than he needs to do. He was brought in not to replace Brady, even though on paper, that's what it looks like. He was brought in, to be a game manager and sit behind that regime and that offense and that system, and they're making his job a lot harder than it needs to be. So I think you know, kudos for the Dolphins. They're as good as we thought they were going to be. Particularly for me, I think that they were going to be right there above Buffalo as like the third best team in the AFC this year. Um, and I think they're the, that's what they're going to be. But um, it, it's it's a really more of an indictment on New England. I think it's going to be a long season for them.
3: I mean, kinda of going off like a little bit like that. Um, I think I actually think Mac Jones has played better in the first two games than he was last year. Like he's 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 better. Like this is a better quarterback, and probably a little bit better of an offense than it was last year. Um I think New England's I agree due to the fact that they have I mean if you look at the first three games, they get they get Miami, they got um they got Miami. Who did they play in the first week again? Um the schedule. They played Miami and they played Philly in the first week, and then they get the Jets. So like, you get three like pretty pretty good teams. Jets Jets are an elite defense. You got uh, yeah. Miami with Tua and Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, Raheem Mostert. Um, those boys like they, they they have a pretty good team. So I, I feel like it's not necessarily even that the Patriots are that bad. It's just the schedule. The schedule is tough. Like their schedule is brutal. And then after the Jets, you play Dallas. Like you you probably if you don't beat the if you don't beat the Jets, you could be looking at own four. So. Like I said, New England's gonna
0: start to play. The that be they'll, start, something. they'll
3: start they'll start to win some games. Like, you know, then they get New Orleans, where I think they could beat, they could beat uh Oakland. I, I think the Bills are beatable, to be honest <laughs> with you. If if Josh Allen with Bill Belichick's defense, I think they could beat the Bills. You get another game versus Miami at Miami where it's gonna be warm weather. You get the commanders, the Colts. Like the schedule eases up a little bit. But that being said, they they have a very they have a very tough schedule this year. So <laughs> it really depends. I don't think it's necessarily an indictment on on Bill O'Brien because I actually think Bill O'Brien's doing a pretty good job with this offense. They're better, but they just got to get in the red. They got to score. They got to score points. I mean, 20 and 17 versus, you know, versus Philly and, and Miami is not going to win you any games. 20 points versus the Jets probably will win you the game, you know, because the Jets, the Jets can't score. The Jets can't score if, uh you know, Jets can't score. Jets can't score crap. Um, <laughs> now it's, so we'll see. It's, it, next week, that's next week's going to be ugly for them again. That's going to be another game that's going to. be Jets like can't
0: score on an open netter.
3: Yeah, Jets can't score an open netter. Oh it really depends. But I mean, you're also playing one of the best defenses in the league with Sauce Gardner, and they don't really have a number one receiver. They're they're missing a number one receiver. That's what they're missing on this offense. Like if they had a guy like, even a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, like that would have helped them this year. <laughs> like he would have, he could have been a number one, even though he's you know he's been MIA so far. But a guy like DeAndre Hopkins would help them, in in my opinion. But we'll see. Bill thinks he's smarter than everyone and, and you know, didn't sign an on one receiver, so that's he's going to get what he, what he deserves.
0: <laughs> the Steelers and the Browns played on Monday night in an absolute messy, bad football game with Deshaun Watson at looking like he was digressing a little towards the end and getting – and we're seeing – we saw Nick Chubb um, – excuse me. Unfortunately, we saw Nick Chubb get a season-ending knee injury. People were getting hurt all over the place. But ultimately, if there was any positives, the Steelers won. And TJ Watt is your best player, defensive player in the whole NFL. Talk to me, Bars, about the Steelers and what you thought about that game first.
1: Um, So the officiating was trash in that game. It was really poor. I'll be like, like, I'm not going to be a biased fan on that. I really feel like there was a lot of calls that shouldn't have been called. Um, A lot of calls. That was just bad. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, But outside of that, okay. So, I don't know if Matt Canada is holding a Rooney hostage or he's got, like, Mike Tomlin's kids in the basement. But Matt Mm -hmm. Canada is very horrible, horrible, horrible offensive coordinator. And he not fooling nobody with them fakes. He's not fooling nobody with them screens. Najee Harris is running into a fucking wall, but I don't know if that's because Najee Harris... Or Man,
0: terrible is. running game. Like, there was a point in the yeah. first three quarters they had a rushing yard. There was one point we had negative two <laughs> rushing yards. So,
1: like, Canada got to really work on that offense. Kenny's missing some really open um, reads. I don't know if that's because he's not like allowed to have the progressions that he's um that he wants or whatever. Um, uh, Outside, outside of that, the defense, we still got a couple of pieces. Like we got to twerk, like a middle linebacker. We need to fix that. I think that's part of the defense that that's really needs to look at. Minka went down that game, didn't come back but the secondary kind of was like solid pretty much. Um, Joey Porter Jr. was looking really good. Um, There was a lot of uh, the Marvin Leal. He got a sack. Uh, It was a sack lunch party. Alex Highsmith for the first play of the game gets a, a pick six, but I don't think anyone is giving Minka Fitzpatrick any credit because if he didn't get hit, that's an intro. It, it, like, the hit, boom, it could have stopped him from getting the tutty, but at least he would have got the intro. But it set up the play for Alex Highsmith. To, uh, TJ Watt, like you said, greatest defensive player on the planet. Uh, he literally he literally is the most dominant player in his position. I don't want to hear any arguments about that. You look at me, I will tell you that we own two of the best players on defense, and, make, like, and Minka and on TJ. So, like, like... Minka going down is big. Hopefully, it's just like, you know, he got the wind knocked out of him. Like, you know, as protocol or something, they just send him out. But Kenny Pickett still having a little – still having little struggles. Uh, Najee Harris got a lead foot, but he did have that one very impressive run where he did make something out of nothing. Um, Like, that was going nowhere. The uh, 71-yard touchdown to George Pickens. George Pickens was looking immaculate. Like – he was looking immaculate, career high so far for him um, in yards yesterday and in, like, in yards yesterday. We finally got a, a a play over fucking 50 yards that was a tutty that didn't require us to wait, like, I don't know, 13 weeks. Like, is there upside in this offense? Yes. Is there downside? A lot. Um, do I think the Browns, like, I saw Miles Garrett like one time and he got broke by Kenny Pickett. Like outside of that, it wasn't a big game for them. Like on the front end, defensively, Nick Chubb going down real scary. I actually did not get to see the injury. And I, like every time people talk about it, they kind of block it out or they say, no, nah, they're not going to show it. So I got to kind of hunt it down and look for it. But you know, that sucks for that guy. I hope he comes back. He was probably the best runner in the league at the time, like legitimately. I, I would argue that it's Josh Josh Jacobs, but um, like um, Deshaun Watson is just I don't know, man. I w- I was hoping honestly, like I was hoping that he would bounce back from this shit and he would kind of show you the Deshaun Watson that wanted to win from Houston. Like you know what I'm saying? That I'm down, I'm down, I'm gonna score all four touchdowns by myself. Like I'm gonna make this happen. Deshaun Watson but like the guy's just like a has-been now and he's barely been in the league that
2: long like maybe his mental not right or whatever it is it was, he lost it, his, he's lost his will to win I think being being underserved in Houston and kind of overcoming obstacles and stuff and going against the odds when they were in Houston I think that's probably why with Cleveland he's paid he's pat he's got a padded ass um I think a lot of what you said, bars is true. Like I think the the defense really carried Pittsburgh, and they're going to carry them through the season because Pickett's limited, yeah. and they don't trust him with Matt Can- with uh, Matt Cannon's offense. And they got a lot of sh- shit to work on. Um, the the best saving grace they could have had was Nick Chubb's injury because they were just running train on that front four for Pittsburgh. I think you're you're, you're correct. I think if you if you're not if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna sacrifice your free safety and you're gonna bring them up to the line of scrimmage, you best have a stop at the line of uh, at the line of scrimmage because you cannot keep giving up four and a half, five, five and a half yards per carry, seven yards, and let them control the clock because all you're doing is you're asking for you're you're, you're asking for a nightmare situation. Your offense is not going to get on the field, and even if they do, they're going to be completely out of rhythm because they've been sitting sidelines. So I think that. Moving forward, they just have to get, find a way to like stop the run on 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 defense, and not and not necessarily look for these home run plays. Like you look at the difference between like Aaron Donald and a Max Crosby. Max Crosby is a, a electric guy off the edge rushing, but the reason that Aaron Donald never got the credit, even when he was an MVP was because he was doing all the grunt, dirty work, pushing that line of scrimmage back, that offensive line. And that's where, in the trenches, that's where you stop the run. And yeah. I don't think they necessarily have that guy yet. I know they have Cam Hayward. I think. Yeah, need and, him he, back. and he's a dog, but he's getting up there in age. I think they need another inside linebacker to like kind of really secure that front four.
1: And that's correct. Like, our linebacking core is a little bit weak when it comes to <laughs> Like legitimately, like we still haven't found like our guy for the middle since Ryan Shazer went down. You know what I'm yep. saying? And and like when it comes to that front line, I think they should just throw Keanu Benton in there. I know he's a rookie, but they should kind of just get him in there, get him some reps, see what he's looking like. Maybe you could uh, maybe you could do something with him. Um, Montrevious Adams is looking. He's looking OK. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm not I'm not sold on him yet. I really think they should get the Rook in there. And you know what? I can't. This is, oh, fuck, Matt Canada. Dude, Darnell Washington is a fucking, like, he's taller than Njoku, and Njoku's a fucking, uh, like, a tall beast. Like, he, like, Darnell Washington's hands are, like, the size of my head. Are you telling me you don't got no plays designed for that man to just, like, Go and get like five yards and like probably pick up like ten more, breaking tackles and moving yep. up. Like, huh. yep. So, Matt, what did you think
0: of this? I haven't is- seen
1: Allen Robinson really get nothing in. Sorry. Good.
0: All I will say with this is, I thought the Browns' momentum coming into this game and people feeling good about their win against Cincinnati would continue, and I was wrong. Um, the Steelers definitely needed that bounce back win for themselves and you know even though this game was very poorly played and messy it was just a matter of who made the least amount of mistakes and it clearly was the steelers and um i don't know again we're still very early in the season if we want to put the, to see what Deshaun Watson's fate really is if he's justified to have 263 million dollars but um if the season ended already clearly not so not much going on there but i want to talk about you Alex and your raiders they lost to against the Buffalo Bills. They bounced back after a very bad loss against the Jets. And um, things did not look good. No Jacoby Myers. um, People eating up Jimmy G. The Bills um, definitely needed a bounce-back game, and it seems like the Raiders were a victim of it.
2: Yeah, they sure as fuck got it, I'll tell you that. No, this team, this team laid an egg. Um, I'm not even going to blame it on the time, the time delay, like with West Coast teams going east for one o'clock. There's no excuse. Um, the fact that they they were out rushed by a team that doesn't even have a running game, 183 yards to 55, is just shameful. Mm-hmm. Um, wh- again, whoever wh- whoever the nameless, faceless Raiders defensive coordinator is. Um, they should start looking for work, uh, just like the ones in years past because, um, they look like the last shit I took and (laughs) the fact fact that they only had 13 first downs. I mean, again, this is, we knew this was going to be an offensive heavy team. McDaniels stinks. He just, he fucking stinks. Um, there, there's, there's no excuse for, for his shortcomings and Jimmy G not looking ready to play, looking like, like he's seeing ghosts out there. Um, I really feel bad for a handful of players on this roster because year after year, they just put out their best effort with no return. Um, The fact that, again, I'll I'll excuse one of the interceptions from Jimmy Um, G-string. One of them was tipped at the line of scrimmage. Can't really, you know, fault that, although you can a little bit. And then the other one was just a bonehead play. Um, Yeah, you definitely missed Jacoby Myers, but... The fact that Devontae was only getting, he only had six receptions. Like that's not enough. He needs 10 catches and where the fuck is Hunter Renfro? He was an all pro <laughs> fucking player. He was an all pro fucking player two years ago. He's not getting blanketed. He's not getting doubled. Where is he in the fucking depth chart? I don't understand. And it's really, it's really sad when Josh Jacobs is your second leading receiver because, yeah, like he—he's been worth the money year after year. He's an All-Pro player. He's unbelievable. But save him for the bell cow touches. I don't want him fucking receiving out of the backfield, running these stupid shit screen plays, running left to right. You know, if he's not, if he's not running straight ahead for four or five and a half yards, that offensive line is good enough to push him there. I, I, I just. This team is in disarray already, and it's just bad early signs of what is to come for the rest of the season.
0: There's yep. always tanking for Caleb or yo, Bo Nix or Sam so, Hartman. Yo, Josh, or
1: Josh Jacobs had negative two rushing yards. Mm-hmm. That's like that's is. I think that's just a testimony to that <laughs> that Bills defense. Yeah, you know of course. uh it's I, that's. I mean. I, I mean, think you got to be
3: worried like about that defense, to be honest.
0: And and bars, can you just move your screen a little more so we can see a pretty oh, face?
3: I I think oh, you got to be that. worried about that that defense for Oklahoma. I, 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 so, I do too. Is, like. it, it's not quite as bad as Chicago's, which we'll talk a little bit more. But like that He's defense is no. That defense yeah. is pretty bad. I mean, I, I to be honest with you, I'm surprised I'm gonna, they played so well James versus Denver. I'm down surprised down. they played so well versus Denver. So I mean, you you'll see. Every year, every year, there's a team that surprises someone. So, like maybe, maybe it could be Oakland, like it, or the Las Vegas. Uh, every year, <laughs> every year, every year, there's a team that uh, that surprises someone. So, that's not, I wouldn't go so so <laughs> insane. I would go insane after losing to Buffalo, who's supposed to be a great team. But I mean, we'll see. You play two games versus the Steelers and and the Chargers. Both those are winning. So uh, I no, think. They, win I honestly think stop. they we're could. Stop. I think they could beat the Steelers. I think the Steelers. Oh, I, I don't love yeah, her, so. You know, no, we're gonna we're gonna crush. You got guys. you got you, The next five games, Alex. <laughs> Classic the next, NFL. The rivalry. next five, the next six games, we got Alex. Are are Pittsburgh, the Chargers, the Packers, the Patriots, and the Bears, and the Lions, Raiders, Bars, the Giants, oh and the Jets. You could win a. You Bars, could win maybe four or five of those games. Am I wrong? We're gonna run
2: train. We're gonna run train on your front four like my ex. I swear to God. Oh. Yo,
1: yo, like Alex Highsmith, um, Nick Herbig, uh. T.J. Watt, Larry Oak, Joby, they all hit me up in the group chat and told me how they were going to run trains on Jeremy Garoppolo. Like, legitimately. Just like, <laughs> like, they packed sacks. They packed sacks just for Jimmy. Like, legitimately. So, like, you know, I'm a classic. I'm an avid Steelers fan. I'm rocking all the way. Don't bandwagon on my boys. Got to stay hardcore on it. Got to let you know, right,
3: you should really be worried about your defense. Your front line, Mad Max,
0: I gotta an tell you, it's unbelievable Secondary. how
3: slow Najee Harris is. Though he is slow it's, for a bet. it's like it's like watching. He walks, like It watching looks like he's walking truck. on concrete. I mean, oh my god, <laughs> it's like watching so, the cement truck chase down like a
1: bigger cement truck. It's weird. Like
3: <laughs> what was his forty? What was his forty time coming out of college? It was like a so six right. six
0: seconds. Nice.
2: Real, real quick, what was real that? quick. Before before we shift off this topic, I want to ask you guys: Does this change at all? Your um, your position and your feelings about where Buffalo is in the depth
3: chart in the AFC. Where do you guys? Oh, um, I mean, I think no. Buffalo's going to be a good team. I I don't think Buffalo is going to be a twelve. win team. You know, team Matt, like you know Matt and Josh Allen. But I think they're going to be a ten win team. <laughs> I think they're going to be good, but I don't think I think they're going to take a step back. I do. I, I predicted they would miss the playoffs. Um, so we'll see. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to that pr- predictions. Um, I think you can't so, really. I think you can't really judge after they beat uh, Las Vegas. So you call them up. Uh, who who did Buffalo play last week? Who was it last Buffalo week? Buffalo played the Jets and then they played. They played okay.
1: uh, play the Jets. Um <clears throat> they performed. Uh it was it was, you know. But yeah, Buffalo game, didn't
3: play bad. It was just a quarterback gave the game away. If they have a quarterback that can hold on to the ball, they'll, they'll probably win a lot of games. They have Curse is real.
1: Buffalo's defense is serious though. Like you can't sleep on yeah. that
0: defense. Yeah, they are kinda like, they're Wait like until a Von dark Miller horse comes defense.
1: back. Like, yo, dude. They're like a dark horse defense. You don't want to sleep on Buffalo's defense. Matt Milano all pro
0: Matt, like you know what I'm saying? Like, Long Island guys, guy. Like, you know him, Hayden? <laughs> <laughs> he's really a Long Island guy novel? Yeah, he's from Comac. I, I assume all uh, Long Island people know each other. I did not I did not, I did not <laughs> know he's from Comac. On, baby. That's,
3: actually, that's actually an interesting thing that you told Matt me. Matt
1: had an interception. Uh Bernard had an interception. Micah Hyde is still on that team. They got a scary little defense. Jordan Poyer. You can't really like sleep on that secondary at all. <laughs> like, um, it, like I, I think I think the Bills are pretty much like I, Josh Allen is not him, but he's better than you give him credit for. Him, Matt, come on. Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 But you guys know why? You you know why that defense looks nice for Buffalo because you got Helen Keller wearing number ten throwing freaking wounded ducks out there. Fuck mm-hmm. that shit.
0: You know <laughs> yeah. one defense that really Ryan was not was- One defense that was very impressive on Monday night was the New Orleans Saints defense, shutting down Bryce Young, helping Derek Carr get a victory. Um, How did we feel about this game? Um, Unfortunately, we had some injuries with the Panthers, but it seems like they didn't really have a chance. Again, it's only week two. Bryce Young, though, didn't have a a good first two games as the number one overall pick. But um, as Hayden talked about, The Saints might be a team that returns to the playoffs. Maybe this is an early sign to come. And Michael Thomas finally playing that big game we've been waiting for for, what, like three years? Great game by Michael Thomas. And uh, Derek Carr seems a little more confident, even though against a weaker team. But doesn't help to get those reps in there at home.
2: Yep. Yeah. Uh, new orleans look good i'm 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 very pleased to see it i had them as a like dark horse pig especially with a really lean nfc this year um they had extra time to prepare on a monday night i guess a young team so they took care of business but it was particularly important with you know um with a uh, divisional rival so um i was happy for Carr as my old you know my old uh, teammate, my old leader, but um, this team looks legit. I mean, they they kind of have the one-two punch. If they can keep this offense on the slow ascension through the, the season as it moves along, I have no questions, no concerns about this defense. Dennis Allen's got it on lock. Still got Cam Jordan on that front four. Um, their secondary is nice, so they're gonna be they're gonna be lethal.
3: I mean, I'll I'll talk a little bit about that. I mean, I, I'm you got three teams in the NFC South that are gonna be they're two and R now. You got. Uh, the Bucks are two and zero. The Falcons are two and zero. And the Saints are two and zero. I mean that division. That division is probably going to get two playoff teams, if not three. You could argue. No, no. Not no. three. Not three teams. But I think they're going to they get two. They might get two. They might get that, Atlanta,
0: that but... division.
3: That division is going to be a lot better than what people think. Like I, I think Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay Baker. Baker's got a specific moxie that I think is actually going to play pretty well in Tampa Bay. I think they were kind of missing that fire a little bit. After Brady, because of the all divorce, and he was just not the same play, he was not the same intensity as the leader he was. Yeah, so I think it's actually good that they have a guy like Baker Mayfield to kind of re energize them. Um, and Derek Carr, I think the Saints are gonna be one of the best teams in the NFC. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I've i said it from day one, I, I was actually my pick for the Super Bowl. The Saints, uh, I actually really like the Saints this year. Yeah. That, defense is, that defense is awesome. Like, yeah. I, I think they're, I, 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 I know people are shocked when I say that. Saints are gonna be a, yeah, a, not, a, not with Derek Carr as their quarterback. I don't know, man. Derek Carr's pretty good actually with that elite defense. I don't know about that. You said Zach I mean, Wilson was pretty good too. I, I didn't say Zach. I didn't say Zach Wilson was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, to be fair.
0: That. He didn't say I anything. would
3: never say that. <laughs> I said he's I said if you if you deal a lot of different things you could possibly win with him because they won some games. That's not saying he's good, but okay, you're correct. I'll take that back. I was wrong. Derek Der, Carr Derek Carr is a good quarterback and I actually I actually like the um I like the Saints They're gonna be very good. And I think they're gonna be one of the last teams coming coming in uh in January, I do actually. I think, I think they don't even sniff
1: uh, a Super Bowl. Uh, like, like I think they get if they do make the playoffs, they get bounced the first round. Um, Carolina was okay. Carolina wasn't bad. Um, Bryce Young didn't throw any interceptions. Uh, he didn't really have the yardage for those attempts and shit. And but, uh, Miles Sanders kind of feel so bad for him. He went to that team, but Bryce Young did have like thirty four yards on the ground. Um Adam Thielen, the old guy over there, he still like they like they only had like 54 yards. Um, I think the Panthers make a bounce back. I think like what, what like you know how everything pans out for the Panthers, gotta look at their gotta look at their schedule. Like their next game their next game is the Seahawks. That's gonna be a tough game. And their next game after that. Is the Vikings, another tough game. They honestly got a hard schedule when you when when you look at it. They gotta they gotta play Miami after that. They 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 play the Texans I and mean, the Colts. They those played Atlanta, the
3: Saints, the Seahawks, and the Vikings. That's not that's not really a gauntlet in my opinion. Look at what the look at who the Jets are playing. Look at who New England's playing. Like guess you can't compare those. That
2: Jacksonville and
1: Green Bay. there. Titans, Buccaneers, I don't know. Jaguars, yeah, New, New, New,
3: New like, England, New England, New England just played, uh, Miami. That secondary play the is good. They got Dallas coming up like New England schedule. Is a goal, too. So same with the Jets, Jets have a goal. It? We play, we play Dallas, we played Buffalo. We have to play, uh, Kansas city. And after, after this week, we have to, after the Patriots, we play Kansas city. So I don't know.
1: Oh, no, I think you're sleeping on their schedule low key. Cause they, they play Dallas as well. They play in Detroit. Um, they played the Buccaneers twice. I mean, it's also you said, got
3: you got a you got a rookie quarterback. So any game any game is going to be tough with a rookie quarterback. It's the truth. Mm-hmm.
0: Like even yeah, they, look, got, look, they got like, they got they got ways to look go.
3: at even look at C J. Stroud. Like C J. Stroud's playing pretty good, but like they they're just not the Texans are not there yet. Same thing with Carolina. Carolina's just not there yet.
0: Like one quarterback not, option to think about. If they get if they're, they're not down, they're not just a quarterback away. Like you know six games they get like
3: six games. I think they get six games this soon.
0: Think about Andy Dalton in a few weeks if the Jets need a, a backup.
3: Uh, it's not a bad idea, honestly. I mean, I, you know, I, they if they lose to – if they let me let me I'm saying this to you right now. They lose this week Sunday, and he plays like crap. They're gonna bench him. I think they're gonna bench him next week if they want to save the
0: season. Yeah, you just you don't want to in the Chiefs. I more they're gonna, they take, a run, turn, more they they gonna sign that. a
3: quarterback. They have to because they can't they can't go on like this. Next week, right next week's the biggest game in the season. Like that's gonna be the game that's gonna determine the season next
0: week. No doubt. So one game that was an absolute thriller was Washington and Denver. Russ almost willed them back in a back and forth effort. You know, rugged. You could also blame Denver for giving, uh for allowing the Washington Commanders to just storm right back. But regardless, we saw a hail mary actually work for once, but they fail in the two point conversion. Now there may have been some tomfoolery with the referees. But what else is new? Oh, one thing I want to uh, bring to your attention here. Sean Payton already off to a bad start 0-2. But do we have some possible drama taking places from at ML football here on Twitter? It says here, Broncos head coach Sean Payton appears to be blaming quarterback Russell Wilson for Denver's early struggles. And he said, quote, there were a number of drives where we were late with personnel. Getting out of the huddle, we took a while. That has to change. He goes on to say, we had to burn timeouts in the first half, and I'm not used to doing that. We have to be better. I have to be better. Russ has to be sharper with getting the play out. And then we have to look at how much we have in. If we need to wrist if we need a wristle bandit, we will. So, guys, do you think, um, according to this quote, does Sean Payton have any truth to what he's saying. I mean, definitely with the criticisms for sure. But uh, do we think Russ Wilson is to blame? I actually disagree. I thought he played pretty well in the first two games yeah. and he was able to push back, but um, I don't know. I really think you should worry about the defense's struggles that they were supposed to be a top five defense and they've been allowing points. Three.
3: Yeah. I mean, you get got a 21 point lead versus Powell. You can't, with Patrick Sertan, who's supposedly one of the best corners in the game. And yeah. uh and that's and that's secondary. I mean, you can't lose that game. Like he can't blow the lead. Although I will say, with Sam Howell, Sam Howell's looking like a gamer. Like Sam Howell, they're gonna no. be in it too. Like they're like I'm telling you. Chase man, Young like, is back and Jake he Young was is balling. Back. I mean, they, they got some good players in Washington. Like between those three teams, uh Dallas, Philly, Washington, and the Giants, it's gonna be a good division. So there's gonna be I call this game. No. I, it, I it's interesting. Games. Sam Howell looks like the quarterback of the future. But it's it's hard to say that after two games because you can say what you want. You could say what you want about Taylor Heineke, but they did win games with Taylor Heineke last year. So, like, you know, this is a yeah, team Tom that – Ron is a good coach. The Look. commanders are our team that's going to be reckoned with. They're going to be a team that's going to be in every game. And, you know, they're going to win a lot of games. They could be a surprise team too. So, I mean, we'll see. I mean, Sam Howell is looking like the quarterback of the future. I actually agree with you. I think Russell Wilson has actually played pretty good. Yeah. In those first two games. Um but Sean Payton and that Russell Wilson, they, I I don't I don't see that relationship working.
0: Yeah, they don't seem to be uh, eye to eye I even don't, in the, I, begin- I, at the I beginning don't. of the season Russell, there was rumblings. I
3: think Russell I don't think it's going to work. Um I they were even saying that like it was like reports even at the beginning of the season that he was frustrated with like even in training camp that he was frustrated with Russell Wilson. Um Russell Wilson in my opinion got like pampered by Pete Carroll a lot. They kind of let him do his mm. own, and it worked. You know what? You, you can say what you want. It worked. He's the winningest quarterback in the franchise history. He's going to be a Seahawks Hall of Famer. Um, if he didn't have a bad year, and if he didn't have such a terrible year last year in Denver, it could have been a possible Hall of Fame quarterback. So I mean, I actually think he's played pretty, pretty good. But I think he's gonna. I think there's even a chance he could get benched this year, Russell Wilson. Really? Um, I do actually. When, when I look there's at that such game, there's a descent between him and Sean Payton. <laughs>
0: When Very expensive game, benching.
1: <laughs> when I look at that game, I see a crumbling offensive line. Like, they allowed, like, one too many sacks for me. Chase Young's back. Him and uh, Montez Sweat had one and a half sacks. I was really big on this Washington team before the game. I've kind of been low-key big on them because even when – um, what's this dude? Ron Re- R- Rivera? Yeah, Ron Rivera's the, the, the coach. coach. When he was over there, when like I mean, he's the coach still. Well, yes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like well, the minute he got there, I felt that team was gonna turn around. Don't forget that he was a coach of the year at one point. He been so he's been to a Super Bowl. Like this defense is very that that front line is very tough. They um they gotta they gotta they gotta shore up their secondary a bit more because 30, 33 points is still like, you know what I'm saying? Russ did still put up two touch, like, you know what I'm saying? Three tutties. Like, and I, I'm also on the side of Russell playing really well yesterday. And he's been playing good, period. Um, like, but you got to fix that offensive line. Um, he got sacked one too many times. Uh, they're like, the Broncos are pushing the ball just fine. Uh, they can, they're not like, it's heavy on the run. As they've been in the last two previous years, I believe, but uh, like Sam Howell, he's uh, he's looking really good. Um, I wasn't too too big on him coming out the draft or whatever, but like I knew that of the quarterbacks there, Sam Howell, Desmond Ritter, like these are the ones that they were talking about. You know, Kenny picking and shit. These are the ones they were talking about. Um, the run game. For Washington is looking good. It's looking real good. Um, yeah. And, Robinson. Yeah. yo, the run game's looking real good. And they have it. And I feel like Gibson can bust one at any moment. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the second string quarter uh, running backs, people got to really look out for.
2: Support. You know what I'm saying?
0: Mm. Like, um, yeah, Brian Robinson's a yeah. really good one.
2: <clears throat> yeah. I thought this was a, this was like a very, it was a very, demolished game like we knew that coming into this that these were two of the most elite front fours on both sides um and i think that kind of bared itself out when you look at like some of you know the 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 skirmishes on the on this line of scrimmage like you know bars alluded to 11 total sacks and then you had um you had turnovers on both sides of the ball um from denver but i think like in just even just seeing like the basically the 120 some odd you know um uh, penalty penalty yards like throughout the entire game like that goes to show you that there's a lot happening in, both in the secondary and a lot of um, a lot of action you know going on you know, through through these routes and, and through these possessions so um, I thought it was you know a thrilling game and it's too bad it kind of got buried in the lead with some of the other games on the docket but Washington looks legit they can um, they have they have a lot of things clicking right now and I think that you know like Hayden said Russ is going to be an issue moving through the through the season
0: all right, well, let's keep it going. Tampa Bay defeats the Chicago Bears at home by a score of 27-17. Baker looks really good. Very confident, able to hit his receivers. They're protecting him. Good stuff from the Buccaneers. But the big thing to talk about with this game is Justin Fields, and that is absolute perfect. The man is fumbling the ball. This guy is throwing picks. This guy is leaving wide receivers open and not passing the ball to them. He looks like a mess, and you really can't make the case that he is a bust. Do you agree or disagree?
3: I mean, he maybe, you could arguably say he's a bust. I mean, he's been really not helped by the coach. The the coaching staff is just brutal Brutal. in in Chicago. I mean, but his footwork is terrible, too. the, The guy's footwork is horrendous. Um you can't argue you can't argue with the fact that the guy has some athleticism, all right? He led the he has the most rushing yards ever for a quarterback in a single season last year. So he's got clearly got some talent. Um in a different system, maybe he'll be better. Um, but his football is awful. And the the, the the passing is just terrible. I mean the, the interception of Shaq Barris was that was one of the worst passes probably <laughs> of, of the first that was even worse than Zach Wilson's passes, um, if I'm being honest. Um yeah, so, it's 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 sad to see that they a quarterback is being ruined by Matt and he's getting frustrated by fields you can just see it in the press conferences and you know that's that's upsetting but I mean you know if you're a Chicago Bears fan you got to be frustrated by this um, that's all that's all I'm gonna say uh, I'll let oh, I'll let uh, Alex go because I know he wants to talk so
0: <laughs> yeah and Alex these uh, Ohio State quarterbacks keep yeah, no, the man. tradition going not playing well in the NFL <laughs>
2: They keep it going just like the uh, the bad Chicago offense keeps it going. Mm-hmm. They haven't had a quarterback. They haven't had a quarterback since fucking Jim McMahon.
3: I won't even count. They have I don't. I think they're the Jay only Cutler team that hasn't had a quarterback that's. I will I won't they even don't. count.
2: I'm not even gonna count bipolar Jay Cutler because he freaking led a donut against Green Bay in the NFC Championship. So fuck him. Um, nah. I didn't no, have. They him. haven't
3: had a quarterback. They haven't had a quarterback for <laughs> four thousand yards. Ever. Yeah. Yeah, fuck Chicago. Jay Cutler because the I, 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 I want to the say they're the only, yeah, the only NFL team in, in history that has never had a quarterback throw for four thousand yards in a single season.
2: But yeah. I don't have too. I don't have too much to say about this game. I think that um, you know Baker is basically just game managing. Um, this was a give for Todd Bowles over a young coach in, in Chicago, and they got a lot of work to do. Um, the NFC North, as we alluded to in the pre uh, the preseason um, uh, show. Um, we knew that this division was going to be wide open for the taking, but they're just not ready, um, and they, they, they're they going to be in constant rebuild until they get the quarterback situation um, right, and they, and they have top-down change um, on that offense. Uh, for Tampa, you know, I don't have much to say. It's just a matter of um, how they can piece these wins together. If they become more impressive week by week, I'll take them more seriously. But until then, um, it was a nice little gimme for them, and um, we'll see what happens in week three.
1: Um, yeah, I don't got much to say about this game either. Um, Mike Evans, immaculate, six six receptions, one hundred and seventy one yep. yards, and a teddy. Uh Ricard White, ain't no looking for that, but boy's playing. Um, <clears throat> Chase Edmonds had a couple yards. Even Baker had a couple yards, and that's the one thing that Baker will give you. Like Baker will give you some groundwork, some um, he'll toss the ball a little bit. Like well, a lot of it, but he'll give you some of that footwork. You know what I'm saying? If he can, if the play is breaking down, you can trust Baker to extend it. Like, like, like you said, Baker was doing a lot of game managing. He was like, you know, he was good. I'm still not big on Baker. I don't let his good performances outweigh all of the ones that he really let go. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so the the, Baker, uh, the Buccaneers are gonna win a couple games because, yeah, like you know. Like scheduling, but outside of that, I think they cooled off, and I don't, I mean, I really don't think they make the playoffs.
3: I mean, I will say about Baker Mayfield, there is a growing belief in the locker room about Baker Mayfield. They love his grit, they love his resilience, and when you have that for a quarterback, it makes a huge difference you got- in how you play in the field. Um, like you see with Zach Wilson, like they don't have faith in Zach Wilson, the,
0: the yeah, Zach they do not back. respect you see it. You and see haven't it. been. You see
3: it. Um, they have that. That locker room is starting to believe, and once you have that certain level of belief in your quarterback, um, you go to certain level of heights that maybe weren't expected. So, I mean, Tampa's going to be a tough team to work with. I mean, you got three teams in that division that that are going to be that are going to be all year, all year long, pretty decent. Atlanta with Bijan Robinson, Algiers is going to be tough to defend. Um, Kyle Pitts too. I mean, if they ever can learn to throw the ball, they'll, they'll be a very good team. But I, I don't, I don't. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but. I don't believe they have a quarterback that's year, there yet, but the roster is certainly there. Um, so you got three teams there that are going to be pretty decent. But I mean, T- Tampa Bay, in my opinion, is is the biggest surprise because I did not think the locker room would rally around Baker Mayfield that quickly. I didn't. And there's a growing belief that Baker Mayfield can can really lead this team, even for guys like Mike Evans, Godwin. When you have two players like Mike Evans is a Hall of Fame receiver, can we not? Can we say that? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, you can say that? Chris Godwin's a guy that. that's that's been in all. Pros, Maybe so he's like, a jet yeah. next year. If you have guys like that that are believing in Baker, it's it's going to lead a world where it's different. So don't sleep on them.
0: Definitely. That's and the biggest
3: surprise I've seen
0: this season. We can honestly talk about the Atlanta Falcons right now and their comeback victory over the Green Bay Packers. Very well played oh, game. And, um, you know, as you mentioned, give it to the uh, running back by committee they may have there in Bijan Robinson and Tyler Algier. And even Desmond Riddler did have a good game, but also Jordan Love did as well, going back and forth that without Aaron Jones. And um, Atlanta wound up sneaking into that victory. So good stuff from there.
3: Um, yeah, I'll let someone else go if they want to go. But I have some thoughts, but if anyone wants to chip in. Alex, you want to say something? Um, real
1: quick. Go ahead.
3: Oh, okay. go
2: ahead.
1: Real quick, I called that game. Um, <laughs> and I think the Falcons like our team that like you're sleeping on people are really sleeping on their defenses like you know sometimes it can be shady but sometimes it can really hit um their offense same thing you know what I'm saying but they also got a uh a, a fresh like uh fresh quarterback over there too so like you can't really you can't really like penalize them too much but like I feel like at the same time like you got to give them the praise because they're winning these games um, they kind of just they they one point that way, you know what I'm saying? So I give that, I give that to them, like their running game is solid.
0: Uh, bars, I think you might have some technical difficulties, but I'm gonna jump do... in
2: here. Though. Um, mm, yeah, yeah, no, just to, just, to, just to continue what bars had to say, I think that this game actually shouldn't have been even this close. I think that Atlanta. It was clear, far and away, the better team. Um, I think the only reason they kept it close is because it's a young team. They made mistakes. They had a turnover, and interception thrown. Um, they had a sack and a punt, yada, yada. But um, they dominated in all three phases of the game. And I think that um, this Atlanta team, like if they're going to be that second team in the NFC South to make the playoffs, it'll be them. Um, I think, I believe in Arthur Smith. I, I said it from the, from the jump. Um, he's a really great coach. He out-coached Matt LaFleur in this game. And... Um, they have a lot of budding talent. Um, I mean, uh, uh, Hayden already went through the names, but we, we already know we already know what's good with that offense, and um, they're they're going to be they're going to be continue to keep improving the season.
3: My biggest concern Uh-oh. with them, them for is that if, if you don't have that okay. running game, let's say let's say you have a team that's going to stack the run, like do you really trust Desmond Ritter to throw for three four hundred yards and get you to a victory? As far as I'm concerned, he hasn't I have, shown that. I no. haven't seen much from Desmond no, I I think he's been a little pedestrian these last two first games. Um, I mean, he's good in that he holds onto the ball. He doesn't really turn it over too much, so he's he's conservative. But like, when you have teams that are gonna be stacking the run, and you have teams that are gonna be, you know, honing in on on Bijan and, and Tyler year, I don't know if he's gonna be the guy that's gonna throw you for 300 yards and win a win a uh, 38 to like 32 game. I don't think he's that quarterback personally. So that's where I think they're going to struggle later in the season where they're going to be exposed a little bit. Um, I think you can win with this style to an extent, but eventually you're going to have to really throw the ball. And I don't necessarily you know, I trust Desmond Ritter at this point to do that. I'll let you guys weigh in on that. Um, and I agree, uh,
1: Desmond Ritter is not like, you know, he's been looking really pedestrian he's not the greatest right now B. John Robinson really carried that game he didn't get a touchdown, but he really carried that game Um, and if you look on the other side of the ball, like, just kind of flip it, Jordan Love only had 151 yards but he threw three touchdowns you know what I'm saying? like, like he he can score the ball, like, that that's the slept on part about it, like they moved the ball decent, I guess, fairly. Their play was pretty pedestrian, but they had three touchdowns. Desmond Ritter, like, I don't really think he's that guy. Like, so I think they're still a piece away from literally like like almost being there. But you like you said, like um like Alex said, there's they're a young team. They're making a lot of mistakes, you know what I'm saying? So that that's that's playing on that. Drake London is looking pretty pedestrian, but that's okay, I guess. Second year. We'll see what's up.
0: We'll see what's up indeed. So we have the Seattle Seahawks and Detroit Lions. You know, very influential game from the refs, but it wounds up going to overtime Seattle. Wins it. But again, one of the things we can mention is that absolutely horrendous <laughs> holding call from Aiden Hutchinson and, um, That helped move the momentum for Seattle, but Seattle gets the win in this one. (laughs) Is the Lions hype over already?
3: Nah, I mean, it's one week. We got a good team that could sling the ball with Geno Smith. Um, Geno Smith's got a big contract, and they have Kyle Lockett. Still DK Metcalf in a decent running game. Um, So, I mean, one game. I'm not going to really say too much. I think it's both teams who are kind of similar to each other. They're both going to be in it towards the end of the season. Um, last year mm-hmm. Seattle got in because though the they finished with the same record last year. So
0: bad loss for Detroit. The losing C.J. Gardner Johnson do a torn pectoral yeah. muscle. That was terrible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's bad.
2: But I no, I look at their schedule. They they have six winnable games up ahead. I mean they got Atlanta. They got Green Bay on the road, which may be a little tough. But Panthers at home is a gimme. Bucks in the road's a gimme. Ravens might be a little tough. Then my Raiders, it's basically a buy. So um, <laughs> they're, gonna, they're gonna they're gonna be Gucci. I, I have full confidence in this Detroit team. I think they I think they got a little bit of that Chiefs win went to their head, um, and obviously there was a little bit of intervention from the the refs. But you know, balls bounce one way versus the other during the season. And there's gonna be games like this that are kind of that's, that's how it is. Yeah, yeah, that's how it is. And um, Seattle got the best of this one.
0: Sometimes the ball just rolls in your favor, and it will for ten straight years if you have the right luck, Kansas City Chiefs. Um, but anyways, uh, yes, bars.
1: That game, that game was that game was actually a pretty solid game. Um, how do y'all feel about Gino though? Like I gotta ask. Like how do y'all feel about Gino? I
3: can really gotta... I, I honestly can't really get a read on him. Um, he, he's I mean, surprised last year. I mean, he, he's got he's definitely got the talent, but I, I just cannot get a read on him right now. Um, I think we'll see. I, 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 I believe in him. I believe in his talent, but I only believe in it for like a two or three year window. So. I had the, I had the Lions winning this game. I was kind of upset. It's a tough thing to, you know.
2: I said from the beginning that he's got to finish a full second season. Um, for me to give him props as as a legitimate guy, because anybody can have one great year. Um, you throw out your best and you throw out your worst, and you're some of your median. So, I think he needs to have a great year to prove himself, and um, he's on his way.
3: I mean, he's completing seventy percent of his passes in the first two games, so you got to, You got to give him that. You know, yeah, for got, sure. He's got a you know one hundred and four point one passer rating right now. So That's you know him. he's he's been pretty good so far. So you know we'll see. You know they're gonna be a team with, that's gonna be recommended with with Jackson Smith and, and Jigba, sure. and they, they got a, they got a couple of guys. So,
0: so we had the Baltimore Ravens play the Kansas City Bengals. Sorry, Kansas City, the Cincinnati Bengals. Again, the Baltimore Ravens played the Cincinnati Bengals and they won twenty seven to twenty four. Two big things to take out of this game. One looks like um, it looks like Joe Burrow re aggravated his calf. Watch out for that. And two, Lamar Jackson has played more in the pocket. One of his big criticisms is he doesn't pass enough. But so far, the addition is Zay Flowers, Odell Beckham. Maybe he has Kim Kardashian in his life and maybe a new quarterback. You know, so far, so good. And um, that's the thing I think that could be a huge difference is more pocket play out of Lamar Jackson. Am I right, guys?
3: I mean, Lamar's a winner. Like Lamar, every time he's healthy, I mean, all the guy does is win. So if he can stay healthy, they're gonna be a, they're gonna be a playoff team, I think. Baltimore, like they they always can run the ball. Lamar Jackson takes care of the football very well, and when he's in the game, all I think the guys I'm gonna look up his starting record as a quarterback. His starting record, I think he's won over sixty percent of the games in which he's he's actually been on the field. So when Lamar Jackson's healthy, like he's worth every he's worth every single dollar they gave him because when he's healthy, oh, he truly is. No. He truly is one of the best quarterbacks. No, he's not. I don't no. agree with you on that. are you guys, are you guys, with are you guys doubting MVP. the running game? I I, I, I I agree. The one in MVP. Lamar Jackson who's made two two Pro Bowls. Has has been an All Pro. Um, he yeah. has a touchdown leader in twenty nineteen. Yeah, like the guy's record as a starter right now is forty seven. All those
2: superlatives are one year. The, all those superlatives are one year achievements. He's throwing a hundred. My point is, he's not. No, what, no, what, hold on. What I'm saying is he's not worth every penny because they're paying him like a quarterback and he doesn't play like a quarterback. So if he's playing more in the pocket and he's completing more of his passes and improving as a passer, I'll take him seriously. But until then, I'm not taking Baltimore seriously yet.
3: Oh, I don't agree with you on that. He has thrown 103 touchdowns, 39 picks. Like, I mean, the guy, the guy's a baller. Like, I I think you should really... I think Lamar's he's passing still, under... Billy is severely underrated. He's
2: still, he's still missing routine throws that regular... B list guys make. Sorry, I, I can't pay him fifty plus million dollars. It's not
3: going to happen. <laughs> I, just, I, I think the guy's a winner. The guy is—you got to look at his rushing ability he's too. He's a, a great deep ball guy. Just a pretty good deep ball. He, He's—I he, I, I, I understand there's some flaws in his game, but I think if you look at the whole competition as a whole, um, I, I truly believe he's, he's worth what they paid him.
2: The the place I'll make uh, the place I'll make a revision on with Baltimore is I will con- I will concede and consider them a playoff team with the way that uh, Burrow's uh, injury has progressed thus far and how they have not been able to um, support him on both sides of the ball thus far. I've been v- like really concerned and severely um, and severely uh, worried about Cincinnati long term, but because of that, I'm, the jury is still out as to Baltimore as being a playoff team. But I can't take uh, Lamar Jackson seriously as a quarterback until he's ready to start making that leap. I understand him as a winner, but they don't pay him on a winner for the basis of being a running back and being a hybrid player. They, they pay him for being a a quarterback. So to Matt's point, if he's going to continue to this, this great gameplay, and he's going to take, make a more concerted effort to play out of the pocket and make routine throws effectively in a better winning manner, then I will take them seriously.
3: I mean, he also has the second-highest completion percentage league. He's throwing, he completed 75% of his passes. He's checking
2: down.
0: He I mean, clearly start- has the ability to do it. He just has sure. to show that more as the season progresses. Right. There you
1: go. Losing J.K. Dobbins didn't hurt their rush game.
0: <clears throat>
1: yeah.
0: And that gave credit to the Jim Harbaugh on that offensive line holding it down. But, um, I, mean, but I think I starting got to see
3: a full year of him healthy. Because, like, you know, when last year they were in 8-14 and 14 before he got hurt. Oh, I give, I
2: give him a, I give him a mulligan for last year. They were they were riddled by injuries, and, and I said that as well. But he also had the remainder of that year to improve on his on his on his on his arm, and he didn't.
3: Yeah, also, I mean, he could have came back a little earlier from that injury. So, like, I mean, right. Like I said last year, I mean, if he's fully healthy, I mean, I, I, I truly believe he's one of the, the better quarterback best quarterbacks. And you're right.
1: With the receiving core now, they got Nelson Aguilar, Zay Flowers, Mark Andrews, Odell Beckham. They still got Rashad Bateman. Like they got they got people to throw the ball to. You know what, yep. what I'm saying? So
2: yep. They're all in.
0: he's oh, gonna be man. in the playoffs. How about that Thursday they... night game, though, where we had the Eagles and the Vikings play, where we see Jalen Hurst is putting on a show both on the ground and passing. And then the Vikings have very bad miscommunications and some bad fumbles here. And they backdoor covered you. Again, my problem, not others. Bars, you seem animated. What's up? I
1: called this game. I called this game. Remember, you go back. I said 35-27. I think thirty five twenty seven. It was,
3: was thirty four twenty eight. That was pretty close. That was pretty close. I, 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 he, did, he, did was... he did say that. He did say that. He was off by like a point. So like, did I,
1: did I say? It imagine wrong? if I put the money on that shit.
3: Mm. Imagine if I put the money. Well, on you'd on have that to that pay, if Listen, you pick the spread, you'd have to pick game. Minnesota. So, like Alex, what do you think of Philly this year? Because like, they're I don't believe they're as good this year as they were last year. Like, I think they're gonna be. I think they'll make the playoffs. They could win the NFC East, but like, I don't see them. I kind of agree with what Stephen A. Smith said. I don't think they're as good this year as they were last year. Well, I don't, I
2: don't think they'll have the same high mark that they had last year, just in terms of gameplay and record. But I don't think they're taking as many precipitous steps back as people will say as well. I think no,
3: just, I No, I, I agree with you. I don't think they're taking a giant step back. Like, I think they're still very good. I just. I, I It's also it's, kind of hard because they were so great last year. Well, so you got to but say, it, right. you gotta understand, too, that. We're evaluating winning teams that
2: go far into the playoffs on two weeks basis of the next season. I think that a lot of the teams that make that make deep playoff pushes, they come out of the gate slow because they understand the marathon, not the sprint.
3: I also like. think you got to look at how they play in the divisional games because they're going to be playing Dallas twice. Like the Commanders is going to be very good. Um, I think the Giants yep. are always going to be a tough team to be considering. You know, they if you know it's a divisional mm-hmm. game. So I think you really got to look at how they play in the divisional games to really evaluate them. Like. Uh,
1: I think, um, I think like I thought this was this was gonna be a shootout. I thought it was gonna be a shootout. And as I thought the Eagles came out on top, like what's kind of crazy is when you look at the discrepancy in the rushing yards, like you know what I'm saying? The pass for pass, like Justin Jefferson had more had more yards than Devonte than, than Devontae Smith, but 175 yards on the ground is really what won the Eagles the game. And that all came from DeAndre Swift. And when you look at when you look at comparison, Madison only had 28 yards. Them losing Dalvin Cook is massive for me. Like I thought it was, I thought it was crazy. I don't know why they just let it. Like you know what I'm saying? But like that it just shows you how this could show you one side how valuable the running back is. Like for them, they need they need a ground game. And if you look at how they've been playing in the previous years. Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, even when they had Stephon Diggs over there, you know what I'm saying? Like it's all about, it's all about like a good mixture, a healthy run and a healthy air attack. Like they really just, I feel like the Eagles won this, but the the minutes, like the Vikings ultimately, really just let the game go. Like, yep. Yeah, no, I couldn't Hurt agree
2: cousins more. Cousins played great.
1: <clears> Her <throat> cousins played great. He had way more yards in the air than Jalen Hurts. DeAndre Swift murdered them on the ground.
0: All right. Keeping the tradition going, the Titans and the Chargers go into overtime. The Titans get their first victory of the season, and they win 27-24, making a push. My question for you guys, Justin Herbert under his performance of the game, a little underwhelming. Are we going to say that he is her bum instead of her Bert? Is he underachieving? Is he a bit overrated? And in the opportunity the where he could player, have right really right. made a statement, he did not step up. Losing on the road in uh, against the Tennessee Titans. What do you think about Justin Herbert's play in here?
1: Yeah, put that nickname on him. Put that nickname on him. Yeah, her he's bum? a bum right now. Shameful. Shameful. Yeah,
2: shameful. Shame on him. I was out here. I was out here trumpeting Herbert every week. Me too. Basically sucking him off if he wasn't in the AFC West. Um, <laughs> but, but I gotta say, I got I got to call him to the carpet. Um, we we were we spent the last two years basically um, uh, the uh, what the hell is the coach's name
3: for uh, Brandon Staley Brandon Staley.
2: Staley. We were blaming Brandon Staley, blaming this coaching staff after Anthony Lynn left, and saying. That's what's holding Herbert back and this and that. This offense has had the firepower. They're loaded. They're ready to roll. No, the, he, he he blew it in the second half of that Jacksonville playoff game, and we blamed it on the coach. Now we're, we're stumbling into next year, and it's 0-2. They should have had beaten this Tennessee team, no questions asked. I had Tennessee on a downturn this year. They don't have an offense to speak of. They don't have a defense to speak of. This was a game for the gimme. I don't care if it went to overtime. You closed that deal. And the reality is that the Chargers have to bounce back to justify what they're paying Herbert and what they claim to make him out to be. I think that the on pen on pen and paper, I think that this roster is good enough to hang with almost anybody, especially the AFC. And there's no reason that they should have lost this game against Tennessee. Uh, why do they have no Austin Eckler?
0: Because he's hurt.
1: And, that, yeah, okay, boom. That's a big glaring, like, over so, like <laughs> Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler carries that fucking team like on his back. Like he does his weights and his training program. Like that man is a beast. Like literally in the air, on the ground. Austin Eckler is one of those Christian McCaffrey type backs. And he's just gonna do all the dirty work for you. And it kind of like I say that it's not that it's not more so that the Titans won this game. It's more so that they didn't have Austin Eckler. And Derrick Henry's still a game.
2: So you're not, not putting any blame on on Herbert for losing this game. Oh, hell yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. bum. I mean, still bum. I wouldn't I like, wouldn't yeah. go that far mm-hmm. at Because <laughs> I, I'm gonna put, put blame be, on. Him. Because Eckler was Eckler was preserving himself all last season in, in hopes of a contract. So he was pretty much out of the lineup, even though he was really playing. And the reality is they still made the playoffs and still had a huge lead going into the second half against Jacksonville and they blew
3: it. I mean I, I wouldn't honestly say that. I mean the guy threw for three hundred and five yards, two touchdowns, so it wasn't his fault. He didn't make any bad plays in mean, yeah. bad playing plays. Um I he think Mike had You know, I, I don't necessarily agree with that. I, I think he's getting hurt by poor coaching, to be honest with you. I think he is. But, but like that being said, like you gotta win some of these close games. So I mean it is on the quarterback, but a quarterback yeah. wins our stats. So. If
2: you're that guy, if you're the SoFi commercial and the subway commercial
3: No, I, I I don't I don't disagree no with his numbers. His numbers have been pretty good the first two weeks. It's it's His more... numbers are modest. They're modest. That's like what I would expect from Carr, honestly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know. I guess we just have two different sets of expectations with Herbert.
3: I mean, but like, know I can I see what you're saying. No, I mean, you are paying him to be a superstar quarterback. You expect him to win these tight games versus Tennessee. Right. Should They should be Tennessee. I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. But, I mean, um, the game team. versus Miami, I don't necessarily put too much stock into. I feel like that was just a – Tremendous I mean, performance from Tua because he threw for almost 500 yards. Right. So, so I don't really put too much stock in that game. I, 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 if you want to put stock into this game, I agree with you on that. They should be Tennessee. Well, it should be alarming. I don't, de- yeah. I don't disagree with you on that.
1: Yeah, they should have crushed these boys legitimately to me. And I said, I said that I, I chose the Chargers going into this one, um, that and I thought that the Chargers would have a bounce back game. Um, and for the most part, like, yeah. Herbert was decent. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit it. I'm not going to sit here and, and, and lie about it. But Brian Tannehill managed his game better. And he actually was the one to have the comeback. Like Matt called have the bounce back victory. Um, Derrick Henry was immaculate. You know, he does that. Uh, But like in the, in the long run, this is a team that shouldn't have, shouldn't be down. 0-2 right now. Like you said, it is on the quarterback to win these close ass games. Like you know what I'm saying, you gotta go out there and will will that shit.
0: Speaking of wills, Will Levis is now single. If you saw yeah. that. There's a very attractive former girlfriend. And um, if you guys believe in yourself, you got a shot. Just wanna throw that out there. So Continuing our tradition of talking about the football games, we had the San Francisco 49ers and Los Angeles Rams play a really good game out here. Ultimately, yep. ult- it was back and forth throughout. San Francisco takes the victory, but watch out for the Los Angeles Rams. Mm-hmm. Somehow, like you said, Pucanura is uh, turning into – Possibly a top receiver in this league, Kieran Williams out of nowhere, who I stupidly dropped in fantasy, and I won't get him back. Um, <laughs> he scoring touchdowns, pretty good stuff there. You always you have the great coaching mind of Sean McVay, um, yep. pretty good stuff for the Rams. I think that's the thing to really take out of this game, right, gentlemen? Yeah, they're not
1: they're not washed up yet. They're still. I still. I think the Rams are still contenders. I don't think they're going to be like you know, deep in the playoffs. But I do feel that I do see them, like, you know, uh, fighting for a wild card spot. Um, Matthew Stafford has always been interception prone. So, like, you can't really weigh anything, like, on it. And he's always kind of been, like, kind of mid. So when people say he's All-of-Famer, I kind of question that to myself. But most all, most of all, like, uh, for the 49ers just won this game pretty much. They played a great game, like you said the 49ers one is Christian McCaffrey still killing it
3: I mean yeah, out again, here. the Hopefully one Brandon thing I Ayukes will say okay, though the one thing I will say about this is that like if you like I fit through and pick Puka and Naku go for 15 for 147 I mean I, I think there's some slight concerns with their secondary if I'm being yeah. honest, I do think, as that, you mentioned, when they play a team like Dallas, that. who has CD Lamb, or they play Philly, who has elite receivers, I think they're going to struggle a little bit. Like, I, even think Zach Wilson gonna did. I think they're going to struggle next week for Daniel Jones, actually. Like, I think Daniel Jones is going to put up big numbers. Like, I I think that game's going to be a lot closer than people think. Do I think the 49ers will win that game? Yes, just based off talent alone. I think they're a little bit more talented than the Giants. But I mean, it's that game's going to be close, actually. Like, don't, don't sleep on the Giants next week for San Fran because they're a little. They were a little susceptible in, in the in the secondary. I think San Francisco. I like that I think game they, game And without and without Saquon Barkley, they're going to throw the ball a lot. So could be something to watch out for. That's
0: where you need Dan Waller to go in. And also moving on, the Colts and the Texans. The second overall pick played the third overall pick. And respect to both of these two quarterbacks, really solid starts to start their career, Especially Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson, though. Please, this is the second game in a row he got taken out for injury. So please stay durable. But um, I found um, this is a respectful matchup for both sides, and the Colts got a victory that they um, will definitely appreciate.
3: Um, I mean, I guess I'll comment a little bit on that. Like, I'll, I'll give the after I speak, I'll give it to Alex. Like, I think C.J. Shroud has actually been played pretty good all, about all the rookie quarterbacks. C.J. Shroud looks very good.
0: Yeah, he already had his 300 passing yard yeah, game he's, already. He's
3: he's going to be a, a little bit of a baller and and finally it's Nico nice Coleman. to see you know, an Ohio State quarterback actually completing pass <laughs> touchdowns. It's very nice to see that. Hasn't <clears> been <throat> like that for a, oh, oh my god, god knows how long. Um so um yeah, I, I think C.J. stroud has got some clearly got some potential. Um I even think you saw Anthony Richardson's explosiveness with those two rushing touchdowns. He got he got the win for i mean he, he technically it's gets the quarterback win in the statistic books even though Gardner Minshew did more in the game yeah. but um yeah i mean it's not really too much to take stock in those two teams i don't think either of those two two, two teams are, are that great no yeah um, long I mean, ways they'll, to go they will occasionally surprise someone on yeah. uh, winning a game like <laughs> like i you know the and he did put up 30 30 points which i didn't think they would do for a while but that being said, those teams aren't those teams aren't too many other teams besides, besides each other. They beat each, they'll beat up on each other. Maybe they'll beat Tennessee, but <clears> I mean, I, I don't really. I think those are two of the, the, the bottom feeders in the league. So, you know, yeah, nice win for Indy, but and nice to see C.J. shot playing well. Yeah, I can't really um really say too much
1: about this game. Um, I will say CeeDee Sharp did. I agree with you guys; he played really well. Um, shout out to Nico Collins, like he played real good too. Uh I didn't I had no idea Robert Woods was over there. Um that's a solid pickup for them. So I see them bouncing back, like winning more games, but like overall they need a rush attack. That's just all I'm gonna say. They just need
0: a rush attack. Yeah. Insane.
2: Yeah, Jonathan Taylor is going to continue to be, you know, the elephant in the room, especially if this team actually does make a little bit of noise this year. I mean, I still think that both teams are bottom feeders in the AFC. Um, this is the worst division of football. But um, oh, I, think, <clears throat> I think, honestly, like spoiler alert, I think Gardner Minshew's not necessarily playing for a backup. I think he's playing for a revival, a new uh, career position in another in another city. I think that
3: I take him on the Jets. Let me tell you, I take him on the Jets.
2: Yeah. Uh, if it's not the Jets, it's um, it could be you know with Oakland because it's a matter of time. I'm checking my watch, my invitation that uh, that Garoppolo, mm-hmm. gets hurt, that Garoppolo gets hurt, or it could be in Denver, you know, it just it's just a matter of where he fits. So I think that he's still playing and vying for um, a starting position somewhere in the league. I think he's good enough to do so, and that's kind of my hot take, kind of takeaway from this game. <laughs>
0: Look at that. And the final game to discuss is the Kansas City Chiefs playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. I hope you bet the under in this game. Uh, Jones and Kelsey came back. Chiefs did make mistakes, but the Jaguars could not capitalize it. Pretty good stuff in a mid-game, but I thought it would be more explosive between these two franchises. And I really thought they'd have points, but what are you going to do? How did we think about this game in this playoff rematch? It should have been a primetime game, by the way. I don't know
2: why they didn't want agree too early to flex it. That's why. Yeah. No. Um. I think. Um, yeah. Um, taking the taking the under was uh was very much a uh a kind of a faux pas going into this game. We thought it was gonna be high scoring, somewhere around a thirty point, um, you know, back and forth game. Um, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head, man. I think Kansas City left a lot on the table for Jacksonville to capitalize on. They didn't do so. Um, you know, shame on uh, Trevor Lawrence and, and that offense. I think that it's just, this is part of, you know, growing pains, um, you know, getting better as a team. I think that they need to... Uh, be more, you know, opportunistic and ready for these moments, um, especially when you move through the season and you progress with that defense. Because I think Doug Peterson, if there's one thing we take away from his his years in Philly, he knows how to get that defense ready. Um, he's going to create short fields for Trevor Lawrence, and he's going to have those guys, those uh, those receivers, ready to ball out. So I think that. They um, they 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 lost some opportunities. Um, this is not. I don't take much from this loss in the broader context of things. Um, and I hope that they they rematch somewhere in the playoffs this year. All right. I, um, I believe
1: that all in all, like, uh, it was a solid game for the Chiefs. Uh, there there was mistakes made. I actually thought uh, the Jacksonville was going to win this one. Uh, Trevor Lawrence played decent. Like, he could have played much better. Uh, Travis Etienne didn't have really much on the ground. And Christian Kirk had a good game. Like, uh, Evan Ingram looked slightly revived over there. Overall, this was just a better game defensively for the Chiefs, I guess, and a better game for that receiving core as a whole for the Chiefs as well. So,
3: um, Give the Chiefs credit for stepping up defensively. We've got questions about their defense. Um so good, good good for them for stepping up. Um that's actually a good thing. It's a good prove it game for the defense because even when Mahomes doesn't play well or to his level, that means they can they can win a defensive game. So credit to them. Um I'm still high on get- Jacksonville. I think that's gonna be one of the best teams in the AFC. I, I've said it from the time I actually thought they were gonna get the one seed. I will stick I will stick to that, but more more so credit for the Chiefs for playing a good defensive game. Do you have anything to Edwards, add? Alex, and there's a bomb. Alex, you got anything to add or No, I think you guys
2: pretty much Covered
0: it. It'll be a good game. So let's do our picks for week three, everybody. Thursday night, the New York Giants are going to Santa Clara to play the San Francisco Giants. San Francisco's opening at minus 10. Give oh. the points to the Giants. but I'll give the points the to the Giants, line, for sure. But the money line will go yeah, I'll, to I'll San Francisco. I'll, I'll take the Giants with the points, for sure. I agree with that. To be fun, and hopefully we get a nice prove-it game for Daniel Jones again. Yeah, and Daniel Jones pe- is going to play well. I think he will. Yes, sir. And we know Darren Waller what will be you, a big factor. What do
1: y'all mean by that when y'all say take them for the points, though?
0: Like so,
3: the points of the spread. Like if it's minus 10, that means the Giants will, will lose by less than 10 points. That's what you mean, take the Giants
1: okay. for the points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Understood. Yeah, I see the Giants getting their ass bust this game. <laughs> but um, I actually do see Danny Dimes putting up some points on the 49ers defense. Like you said, uh, Hayden, they got some holes in that secondary. So let's see what's up. Like, but like that middle of the field for them is pretty much locked down. You know what I'm saying? But when you go, when you throw that ball a little bit towards the numbers, like you you got a point. Like, you know what I'm saying? They're looking kind of shady. So I'm going to go with the 40. I'm going to go with the 49ers. Maybe like 35. <coughs>
3: 35-27? I'll take yeah. the Niners. I'll take
0: the that's Niners. That's a very high scoring game right there. Uh, no,
3: I'm going <laughs> to take the Niners in this game. 27-21. Um, I'm going to be 28-20. Uh,
2: I think that that's a one-score game uh, going down to the wire. I think that uh, Giants' defense hangs tough. And whenever you're on a short week, there's not going to be a lot of offense involved. But I think that uh, the Giants will get the points. Um, San Fran prevails.
0: All right, one o'clock. The New England Patriots are going to MetLife Stadium to play the New <laughs> York Jets. New England is opening at minus two and a half. Hey, are you going to be there to witness it? And what do you uh, think? I will not be there. It's one of the
3: few games I'll miss, I'll miss all year. Um, God help me for doing this. Uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> God, I, my my heart wants to say the Jets, so I'm going to take the Jets in this game. I'm going right. to take the Jets. But that know. being said, I, I would I would highly urge people to take yeah. the I would highly urge that with hey, Zach Wilson hey, quarterback and Bill Belichick. I'm taking the Jets only with my heart. My mind says the New England Patriots. So if I'm going to tell Let's people more. if I'm Let's if more, I'm buddy. giving people with their money trusting, I'm not betting on this game because I, I I have too much of a bias with my Jets. But if I if I was betting and I had money in this game, I'd, I'd take New England. <laughs>
0: Hey man, the best spread of all time is the New England Patriots in the in Super Bowl 42 were 14 point favorites against the Giants, and we know what happens. 20,
2: <laughs> 20, 20 to 17, New England.
1: 24 to 17, uh uh New York.
0: Twenty-four to seventeen. Wow, interesting. Okay. Points we are going with the Patriots on I this feel like one. They're gonna, gonna win gonna this have a and hit six. the points. I'm gonna hit the points I of that
1: think, one. Uh, Sauce Gardner gets a pick six.
3: Uh, they would have had a pick six It's not for that B.S. Franklin Meyer, John Franklin Meyer's roughing the passer call, which he seems like he gets every roughing the passer call him. in. <laughs> <laughs> AFM, stop it. Um, they
1: ain't got nobody not receiving court. It's gonna burn sauce. So yeah.
3: Knock
0: it right. Off. Two teams that both have helmed Baltimore's that are home. The Indianapolis Colts are going to play the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore's opening at minus eight, and you no
3: Baltimore. Way. I'll take Baltimore with the spread and the, with the money line and the spread. Same here. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you. Um, I got them
2: winning at least by two touchdowns. I got a 28-14. I'm gonna tuck up that 28-14 for the Ravens too.
0: Okay. Tennessee Titans are playing the Cleveland Browns at Cleveland. Cleveland opening at minus three. Give me the Tennessee Titans with the upset. With the points as well.
3: 3 said? what was the game again? Tennessee versus uh, who?
0: Tennessee versus Cleveland and it's a uh, minus three I'll take three ten- for Cleveland. I'll take
3: ten- I'll take Tennessee with for this game. Uh, I'll take Tennessee with the money line on the spread.
2: I will take Cleveland at home outright win without the points. So I'm going to go somewhere like 20 to 18.
3: I'll take Cleveland in this game. Uh I'll take Tennessee in this game. Uh same score as last week. I think they're going to win 27-24 again. Uh I mean I, Tennessee, 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 man. I got uh
1: I got I got Tennessee uh I got Tennessee picking this one too. Um 21-17. Um uh Hop has a good has a solid game straight beast ass game. That's what I'm predicting.
0: The Denver Broncos are going to Miami. Miami has a home opener here. Miami opening at minus six and a half. And I think they're going to win this game and they're going to get the points. And Broncos are going to be 0-3 in the oh, Sean Payton era.
3: This is going to surprise people. I'm going to take Denver in this game. I'm going to take Denver uh 31. 31- I think I'm going to take Denver 31 28. Oh man. That'd be a bad. Loss I'm going to take I'm going to take Denver and I'm going to take Denver with the money line and, and Denver with the spread. So I I think that's I think I think Denver's gonna surprise people this week. I think Miami's gonna come back down to earth. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take
1: Denver on this one as well. 24-27. 27-24, you
3: mean? Yeah. 27-24. Uh, yeah. Right.
2: yeah, I'm uh, somewhere, somewhere I'm somewhere in that range. I'm a little lower because I have less faith in this offense by the week with Denver. Um I'm gonna go twenty-four-twenty-one Denver.
3: I've oh, got three people picking Denver or Miami. we got a lot of ballsy people in this group.
0: Really, man? You guys really think that, huh? I, I'm well, going gonna, gonna, to I'll, I'll ride Denver this week, yeah. Respect. I, I, think,
2: I think that front four for Denver is just that good. Um, I think that they're bound to. As long as, as, long as Russ can stay out of his own way, that's what I'm betting on
0: all right we have the Buffalo bills going up against the Washington commanders here is a Super Bowl rematch right here Buffalo opening at minus six and a half they command give the points to the commanders but the bills will get the victory
1: I say the commanders get a very sneaky win here too like I say they pull it out um it's I, I say it's a very defensive game so I'm gonna go with 124. Or twenty four twenty one, uh, commanders.
2: Oh, I got this. I got this lower. I was somewhere around nineteen to fourteen. Uh, Washington.
3: What score, Washington versus? Washington, Washington over Buffalo, nineteen fourteen. Oh, well, I'm taking Buffalo. I'm taking Buffalo in this game, thirty one to to nineteen. I think Buffalo's gonna. Easily Whoa,
0: win. that's a huge
3: margin. Yeah, 31-19. I think they're going to beat them pretty bad in this game. Okay.
0: How about the Atlanta Falcons going to Detroit to play the Detroit Lions? Detroit opening at minus three and a half here. Give me Detroit yeah, in the points. I'm, I'm going
3: to take I'll, – I'll take Detroit with the spread and with, with um, the money line too. So I'll, t- I'll take Detroit in this game
1: 30-26. I, I think that the Lions blow the, the fucking Falcons out. For this game, for that, for that statement win that Jared Goff should have got like um this following week. So I'm gonna go with like thirty-five seventeen. The Lions.
3: Thirty-five seventeen. Wow. <laughs> oh, I like you're your really, sports you're bars. Really betting on that one. I mean, it's they uh <clears throat> going for a type of pick, but you know. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm somewhere in the uh thirty-one
2: twenty-two range. I think it's a two-score game, but I have confidence that Detroit will pull away in the second half. That's what I that's what I'm feeling too. I feel like in
1: that second half, like Amon Ross St. Brown's gonna go off and Aiden Hutchinson's really gonna start ripping on defense. So
0: okay. <clears throat> the New Orleans Saints are going to Green Bay. Green Bay opening. At two points at home, give me Jordan Love bouncing back and giving the Saints their first loss of the season with this spread. One by uh, field goal. Ooh,
3: this is this is gonna be a tough game. I'm actually gonna go like I'm gonna go really, really low on this game. Um Me too. Give me give me like a seventeen sixteen game for the um ooh. I'm going really low on this one. I'm going
1: twenty seventeen for the Saints.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm a twenty twenty three twenty three seventeen Saints.
0: <clears throat> Two of the youngest franchises in the NFL, the Houston Texans are going to play the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville opening at minus nine and a half here at home, and I actually think they'll be able to even cover that spread. Give me Jacksonville there. I think they can beat them pretty handily as the Houston Texans are trying to figure them out with uh, DeMar- Demarco Russell. on Demarco Russell. Demico Ryans. Demico yeah. um, Ryans <laughs> as the head coach there. I got you, dude.
3: Um, I'll, I'll go Jacksonville 35 24. I like that score too,
1: but I'm going to go lower um, with the second score. I'm going to stay with the 35 for Jacksonville, but I'm probably going to go with like some closer to like 17, some pedestrian.
2: So regardless of what I pick for numbers, I think this will be the biggest blowout of the weekend. And typically, that isn't the case with uh, with divisional opponents. But I'm going to go 28-3 just for the sh- shits and giggles of
3: it. Ooh. So <laughs> exactly I, I, I don't both. think they're going to score that DJ <laughs> Stroud has shown that he can he can operate an offense. They'll, they'll score more than three points. But I mean, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. They. I, I think the Texans have just a week. They're they're a couple of years away. But it's it's see? nice
0: for, it's nice to see their quarterback at least. Playing well.
3: Take it or leave it. It's nice to see that.
0: In our only battle of winless teams, we have this. I was about to say San Diego. The Los Angeles Chargers playing against the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings. The spread is actually even, so pick them.
3: What yeah, are we these doing? These teams with- are the two biggest choke artists. Um, I I, I, I'll t- I'll. T- I guess. I'll t- I guess I'll take San Diego somehow winning a. I don't even know. I, yeah, I don't really want to pick this game, but give me San Diego. I don't think it's going to be a close game. I think one of these teams is going to blow the other one out. So I'll take it like San Diego 30-16. to, to 16. LA, 30 30-16 over Minnesota. I
2: got, um, go ahead, Bars. No, no, no. Go, 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 go. I was talking about I was. Gonna, I, I'm kind of in the same vein. I think this is like do or die for the Chargers. So I got San Diego 35-16.
0: I'm going to go with the Vikings on this one, and Brandon Staley will be the first coach to get the hot seat. And um, yeah, oh, he's gone. If they lose this yeah.
3: week, he may be gone, actually. So. Yeah. 33, 33 35, 35. Chargers. Kelly 35, Moore gets the uh, head 35. coaching position hey, if that happens? Possibly, yes. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked. There's big teeth in his forehead. <laughs> I think this is a high scoring
0: game.
1: 30, 35 33 Chargers.
0: All right, I'm the only one with Minnesota. There, interesting. So we have the Carolina Panthers going up against the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle opening at minus five and a half. Give me Seattle with the spread and the victory.
3: Um, I think it's going to come down to a last-second field goal. I actually think Bryce Young is. I think Bryce Young is improving. Not to, not going to say that I think Bryce Young is a good quarterback. I I I do think he's improved a lot. So I'll, I'll take the. Um, you mean the Seahawks?
1: 28 24 I will say this shit like 31 14 maybe 7 31 7 boy 17. you really
3: think you really think oh 31 7 okay uh,
1: that, that's fair Seahawks
3: is this, 17,
1: Seahawks
2: is this in Carolina or is it in uh, Seattle 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 oh I got CL, Seattle Seattle wrapping them I was going to say, if it was in Carolina, I would say it was a close game with a walk-off or something. But, um, no, I expect Seattle to ha- take care of business at home. Um, I'm going to say
0: 24-10. I Metcalf get a big game. Okay. Watch out for DK Metcalf, everybody. We have the Dallas Cowboys going to Arizona, opening at minus 12. <clears throat> Very steep spreads in this game. What's going to happen here? Uh, give me Dallas with the risky spread of 12 points. They'll win by two touchdowns against Arizona.
1: Yo. <laughs> Yo, call me a fucking moron, bro. Give me... twenty-four seventeen. 24-17. The Cardinals.
0: The 24... <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that'll be I'll do that for the sake of cowboy fans being embarrassed.
2: Um, I got Dallas winning, but Arizona's gonna cover the spread. I think that they're feisty and resilient enough. That they'll keep this game relatively close. And every time people build confidence in um Dallas, they they just let you down. So I think they're gonna come back to Earth a little bit.
3: I got, Dallas winning, this I got yeah. Dallas winning this game. I got Dallas winning this game thirty five to seventeen, so
0: Good feel. <laughs> Mama mia. <laughs> the Chicago Bears are going to Kansas City. For oh. some reason, this is a primetime game. This is a primetime game? Yep, 425. Uh, they should
3: have flexed the Jets' pass to the fucking <laughs> prime time. That way I could actually go to the game. Actually, no, I, I can't think, actually because you
0: don't keep playing anyway. I think, anyway, but I
2: think I Stevie, hum,
3: but... Stevie one
2: I think Stevie Wonder staffed the programming.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, they're opening at minus 12 and a half. Give me the Bears hit the spread but the Chiefs the victory. It's going to be stupid I close.
3: gonna uh, be close? Oh, oh, no, nah. actually, yeah, they'll keep it close. No, no, with I the think Bears it's gonna be defense? To 3 With the Bears Chiefs, defense?
0: <laughs> Chiefs are notoriously known for not covering the spread in the Andy Reid era. Oh, I'll Reed give the Chiefs
3: 30, Chiefs are going to win this game
0: 35-13.
3: No, no. Oh, the, the Bears defense is horrendous. Oh my God. Yeah, but Hayden, yeah, Hayden, you're,
2: you're, you're you're missing you're 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 losing the bat you're losing the war for the sake of winning the battle. I think that this game <laughs> sorry. Uh, no,
3: I mean I, I hear you on that. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna, you know you're,
2: allowed, well, you're what allowed. I what I what I mean by that is I think it's gonna be like seventeen nothing at half, and then it'll end up being like twenty four three by oh, the end So the...
3: you think they're gonna get some garbage points at the end. <laughs> yeah, I think it's gonna be
2: over at half. But they're either not going to cover the spread, or they're just going
3: to let it trace out to the end of the game.
0: Very okay. Chiefs way of doing things in the regular. I mean, season. yeah,
3: I, yeah. Actually, I think it's going to be a little low. It could be, it might be lower scoring than that. But it's just like uh, they have to just let Justin Fields run. Like they, they, they can't, <laughs> they, get, they can't have him go in a passing shootout versus Patrick Mahomes. Like that's just let him run wild. Let him run off the field. Yeah. <laughs> Run home, safety. No, they—he's another guy who could get benched. Like that guy, Tyson, like the 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 D two guy, legitimately could could be playing pretty soon if, if he keeps playing the way he is.
0: Uh oh. Now a battle of two classic NFL franchises with a rivalry that goes as far as the 1970s: the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Las Vegas Raiders. They are going to play each other on Sunday night. Vegas is actually opening at minus two and a half. Give me I'm sorry, Alex. The Steelers Whoa, are the gonna fuck? win this one. And they're oh, going taking, to uh, uh, give the spread.
3: I'm taking Las Vegas in this game. PU
0: Alex is, is, is surprised. I'm Vegas in this game. PU
2: hey No. Um wait, so how, how how is Vegas um two and a half point favorites?
0: Kenny um, Pickett I has don't not know
3: played how
0: good. They're, they're probably playing it in Pittsburgh. Oh, playing Pittsburgh. No 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 they're playing in they're playing in Vegas.
3: Oh, okay. I I do not think that uh that Kenny Pickett has played well.
0: I actually think Jimmy Garoppolo Home opener for Vegas.
3: Yeah. Um, and I honestly um, think if I have one quarterback to take who's going to make a play at the end of the game I'll taking Jimmy J over Kenny Pickett. All right. So, for the
2: for, for the spirit,
3: I'm, yeah. I'm taking Las Vegas 24 21. Yeah, I'm taking. Guess, uh, that.
2: what? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Oh man, yeah. I'm so
2: Bridgeport, R- Are you still there?
0: All right, it looks like we might yo, be you got, Yo, Yo, you got me? Yes, yo, yes. Me? Steelers versus Raiders. What do you think is gonna happen? I can at least hear you. <laughs> All
1: right, my fault. Uh, my PC was done. Um,
0: you, can you see me? Yes, yes, yep. we can see you. Oh. So you two are going up <laughs> against each other. What's going to happen? 28, I can't 28, wait to see
1: nail biter. <laughs> what, Pittsburgh?
0: 2827 is a nail biter. Pittsburgh? Yeah. So who? who Pittsburgh. A week from <laughs> now, who's getting the bragging rights? Me. Oh, Alex. I always. I always win, because if we
2: lose, I still
3: win. Well, I'm a Jet fan, so I'm used to losing. So you know. I'm definitely winning this. I'm definitely winning this, but that's okay. I got the breakaways.
0: All right, good. Oh, man, what's going on with the screen? All right, two more games quickly. Monday night, we have another doubleheader for some reason. We have the Philadelphia Eagles going against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Opening at minus five.
3: I'm going to shock people, by so I'm taking Tampa in this game. Whoa! I'm going to take Tampa. I think Tampa's going to win this game. Ooh, I actually think Tampa's going to win this game. All right, 28-20. Give me the Eagles. On the 20, points on this the yeah, Big. I, that's oh, a big. That's a big. I'm going. I'm going for it there in this game. That's but big. I, that's I, big. I actually, there. I, I kind of believe in what the the Mojo and May, Baker Mayfield, and I think Philly hasn't overly impressed me. Take Tampa in this game.
1: 28-35, Eagles. 35-38. 35-28.
0: And the final game to discuss a Super Bowl rematch. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry, Alex.
2: Um, I'm 27-21, Eagles.
0: All right. in the final game, a Super Bowl rematch. The loss... Angela's Rams are going up against the Cincinnati Bengals at Cincy. Cincy opening at minus two and a half. Give me the Rams and the bit and the bi- and the Bengals. They are going to lose and start 0 and 3.
3: Wow. Whoa.
0: Agree. Oh, I'm taking
3: uh I'm taking Cincinnati in this game. Thirty seven to twenty six. I'm taking it oh, too high. On too high? Uh, yeah, you're right. It's a little bit of high spread, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going to. Uh... <clears>
2: Twenty-four
1: <throat> seventeen.
2: I think, I think Cincinnati's uh, struggles continue, but this is a must-win for them, and I, I can't, you know, swear by my AFC championship pick unless I pick them. So, I think this is do or die. I think that they win 28-24 Cincinnati.
0: All yeah. right. This is going to be a fun week. Let's see what happens. Thank you so much to Hayden, Nadler, Alex, Renellio, and bars, the God, and we will see you all next week. Let's see what happens.
3: Yeah. Good question, Matt. Like, yes. I'll ask you after the show. I'll ask it Are we done recording?
0: Uh, nope. We will now. All right. People check out us out tomorrow to see what Hayden asked me. Great job to my team. For an awesome job on the show today, we will see what happens this Thursday, Sunday, and Monday. Should be a good time. Week three of the NFL, going to be a good one. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding the show across all social media platforms. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast. Twitter, and next, at ProdComboPod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations and Facebook at Productive Conversations. So we will switch gears and talk about college football tomorrow. Talking about week three in that realm and look ahead to week four from Colorado and Colorado State's bloodbath. Absolute bloodbath with Colorado ending on top. It seems the Big Ten is really dominating the ranked teams and the top 25. Big Ten looking really, really good. We'll get into that. We'll talk about again some of the SEC struggles as some teams are having a hard time finding their footing. And what is going on there? Is Alabama even a powerhouse? They beat the University of Southern Florida, yet it wasn't really convincing. So what's going on over there? And we'll talk about some other headlines in the world of college football, and I have a lot of fun with it, so you do not want to miss that. We are back tomorrow with a college football show, and we're introducing a new member of the team. His name is Nico. I texted him. He seems like a real good guy. He's Alex Renellia's friend who suggested us, and let's see if his excitement will result into amazing results on this show. I. I am confident it will be. So we're excited to have Nico join us, and it'll be a very good time. So we'll start his journey on the show tomorrow, and we'll talk all things college football. And then we're back on Friday with another non-football show. We will do a tweet cap and talk about some of the crazy things happening in our world. You know, we have senators, you know, giving the oh, was that over the pants? You know what? and getting caught at Beetlejuice Uh, we have Steven Avers TO and some other things to talk about so it should be really really good so the tweet cap is back on Friday I want to thank Hayden Nadler and Alex